Uh, hi everyone welcome to go live the saturday evening talk show where we bring the dankest of memes hi everyone thank you so much everyone for joining us if you're listening to us on spotify hopefully spotify if asa hasn't messed it up oh google and all these places thank you for joining the show where we don't hold back where we invite most critical of discourses and all manner of incredible content creators and you our lovely viewers to discuss all those things before i go in to introduce these dag no strangers to the show of course look at these beautiful faces let me introduce asa this will be the most talking he will do for the entire show. So savor this moment. You're wrong. I'm going to talk loads this show because I know that you've lined up a load of topics I don't care about. So I'm going to hijack it. I'm going to talk about games and all sorts. So look forward to that, everyone. Gaz is going to say, uh, Activision Blizzard stuff. And I'm going to say, fuck you, Gaz. We're having fun now. Look forward to it. I am. <laughs> I won't do that, but at the end of the show, because I know what you're like. I know what you're like. I just noticed the topic uh, in this in the subject header, which I haven't even put in my topics list, which is great. But I will bring you in. And in fact, I will bring you in at the start of topics. I've realized that's the way to ensure dankness. That's the yeah. only way this will work before we go into getting danked with Asa's knowledge and it sounds weird. Um, we have two! The dust. I call them the Dastardly Duo because if it were not for Tony, aka Samurai PG, I probably wouldn't have heard of Josh. Well, I would have encountered Josh, but it's only through your friendships that we forged ours. And it has been a, he has been a gent who's been an on multiple shows, you also, I think, appeared with Tech Director as well. Oh, yeah, you did. The Dirt 5 Tech Director as well. That was a great show. Josh, a.k.a. Quest Mode Games. It's been far too long. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Sir. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been, but always good to be here. Uh, I was, like, looking at the screen, and I'm like, I... I I feel like I, I have to be here just to fill the space of like, you need a gamer with a beard and a pair of glasses. Uh, so I'm have to here be. for that. Yeah. Plus, uh, yeah, hopefully a, a little bit, a little bit of sauce. If I can, if I can bring it. Um, I was on a man, I was on a show with, with Tony last week, which we're doing tomorrow too. And I, I was, I got super saucy. So maybe I can keep that uh, rolling today. <laughs> keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And last but not, certainly not least, one of the first faces that graced us on the show and always, always a pleasure, always brings it as always. Samurai Kimiji, how are you, sir? Hello, everybody. <laughs> I am happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me back on. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to be here. I, I really, I think the last time I was here, it's when you weren't and Asa was hosting the show. He did a great job, by the way, guys. Um, Always does. Yeah. And yeah, like I was trying to think how many times have I been on here? And I'm like, seven? I, it's been a lot. So I would have said double figures if you asked me, but it's been a while. It's been yeah, a I'm year and a half sure. of this show. Yeah. But yeah, I just come back Carry on. <laughs> you busted. But yeah, it's good to be back. As Josh said, we're kind of the the I like to call us the glasses duo. Accidentally, that just somehow might have happened. I don't know, but it's cool. <laughs> we're gonna have our show tomorrow. Um, and on my channel, maybe we'll talk about that later. But for now, 
Here's a sneak preview. We're going to talk about some cool shiz, fellas. Hello. <laughs> Absolutely. We will do. I will make it a diverse set of topics because actually there are a lot of diverse topics. I've got that eight topics, all pretty oh. diverse. The big one that we start off with right, right off the bat is the uh, unfortunate GTA 5, 6 leak, sorry. So GTA 6 got subject to... If you have been sleeping under a rock, you would have still heard this news. And if you haven't, shame on you. Um, well, I don't know. Not shame on you, but that feels a bit harsh. But GTA <laughs> 6, the assets got leaked, video got leaked. The source code for GTA 5 and 6 are in the hands of a hacker who may be this 16 or 17-year-old kid from Oxford. He hacked into Rockstar, didn't know how he managed it, and that's what hackers do. And on a Sunday, all our phones were just blaring, DMs going, just like, what is going on? That is... That was GTA 6 abundantly clear. It was obvious to everyone, but a few people were just doubtful, but it was GTA 6. You could see it in the style, it was the same style, same thing. The animations were far too progress. We can't share that, by the way, because the end, the, anyone who dared share it got absolutely falafelized, which is a word I've just made up. But it means that Rockstar put the ban hammer on. And it was crazy. So crazy that even, even Asa Walker raised his eyebrows at this crazy news. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't talked about this with Asa. Um, no, they're actually <laughs> fixed in place, so I didn't. <laughs> it's, it was a big story. It was a big story, and there's not too much to say. So, Well, there's loads to say, but not too much that I want to say before the guests go into it. As has already been said in chat, the chap that did it, allegedly, probably, almost certainly did it, was arrested in very quick time, so that's quite an interesting development. Um, there were rumors that the, the GTA 5 source code, GTI, GTA 5 source code was successfully sold for about $100,000 prior to that arrest. So anybody wondering, why did this person do this? What was their intent? It's successfully sold for $100,000. That is their oh, intent. Um, oh. So high value for them, not when they're in prison, but it was high value at the time. For me, the most encouraging thing about it, lots of people are judging this footage. Um, it started a really interesting trend of developers showing their games in early access, like early stages of development, because one poor soul dared to make a mistake on Twitter and suggested that graphics are the first things that get completed in a game. They have been hounded off the internet entirely by developers saying, no, this is what games look like in early development. And that's been fascinating to watch. But um, <laughs> yeah, why? I find that odd, though, isn't it? What almost in unison, all these developers have come in to say this. No, no, no. This is how games start. Like, why are you pandering to that? It's a bit weird. Verging on to dogpiling for the poor person that probably has. I hope that they're doing okay, <laughs> but it's an innocent mistake from someone outside the industry that was like, "Oh, I, I'm going <laughs> to stick my foot in my mouth and get bullied for the next two weeks." But there we go. For me, though, the most encouraging thing about the footage. So, not judging it as like it's an unfinished product that. So, we all saw. I can't, like I said, I can't show you on screen because we'll get moaned at. But um, yeah. it's just encouraging that it, it looks like a Grand Theft Auto game in the mainline series at a time when that wasn't necessarily nailed on with the success of Grand Theft Auto Online. It was mm. always a big question. Like these games make tons of money, so it was expected that it's going to deliver in the way that it usually does. But it's still nice to see confirmation they're doing it properly. They're giving us a big game. They're going again. Kibiji, have you? 
you must have seen some of this footage. What did you think of it? So, yeah, it's interesting to start with me because uh, this kind of broke during the show we did last week. And, and Josh mentioned it towards the end. I was like, oh, crap, I forgot to talk about that. <laughs> and, and we might talk about this week, but in a different way. And I said, either on that show or after the show, I avoid leaks like a plague, man. I just do because like, if they don't want to show it yet, I feel like I should not be looking at it kind of a thing. But I still looked at a couple. But <laughs> GTA, of course you have to look like, at it. I, I couldn't help it. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then I'm saying that as I'm watching it, don't do it. <laughs> but, and you know, the thing about it is that, yeah, you recognize it's GTA. Like, this is totally, it's just the style. And, mm. I, I recognize like the 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 main character seemed to be done, but like every other character model surrounding that main character totally still in progress. Yep, and it, it, I think more so about the situation more than the game itself. Yeah, because I'm not sure. Like, I'm more interested to hear about the the other developers showing their early model stuff, as Asa just brought up. Because I forgot about that, and I was I was hearing something about that, and. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Almost to maybe help Rockstar improving. Like, if people are skeptic, like, look how far or not far along this is. But then it's like, guys, just just to make it clear, here's our games when we were starting out, and this is what we were doing. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, that's an interesting potential debate, but... It's interesting they came out almost rallying in support of Rockstar, a studio that doesn't really yeah. need that support. They have always been an yeah. island upon themselves. It's not like they go out to defend other developers. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. Rockstar doesn't need defense. Their track record is almost immaculate when it comes to technical delivery of games. Bar They're none, the Quentin they... Tarantino of the game developer world. They That's really a are. <laughs> very good way to put it. The Quentin Tarantino uh, of game development world. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's how I've always called them. Yeah. Yeah. They they have been impressive. And I will say this. I don't know. Josh should get your view on it. So I don't get it. I don't get by people who are. I mean, obviously, let's be honest. There are a lot of uninformed people out there and a lot of judgy, quick off off the cuff but i thought the game was remarkably advanced in development considering this was announced and the impression i got was quite a few ways away because we even had some footage where there were some surrounding characters that were were designed but voice lines like your yeah. full-on conversational mm -hmm. voice lines you oh i am not a developer i'm not going to make this mistake but i would imagine those are things you've sought out later in development and there were some full flowing multiple character main voice lines in there uh really good voice acting is always the rockstar games but i also right. thought technically for a very basic you could see the graph and animation arrows and all of that in there it still looked like the potential for what they're working on looks impressive even raw visual fidelity of some characters on things they looked impressive the scope is there do you share that or do you still think like hmm no, absolutely. It's funny, like last week when I was on the show that Tony was talking about with Tony um, there, like I just brought up, I was like, by the way, GTA 6 just leaked. And my first comment on that show was this game looks really good. And yeah. so my my initial reaction was the opposite of these people who 
maybe I don't know. Maybe some people, when they see a headline like GTA Six leaked, they think that it's like a finished version of the game or something. Maybe maybe people who don't who aren't that connected to the mm. video game sphere and they don't know that GTA is like two to three years out. At least that's I I would guess it's two to three years out. So when I saw yeah. and I know that. So when I saw these uh, clips, granted I was looking at them on Twitter, so I wasn't watching it like 1080p or even you know or 4K, not even 1080p, probably like. Uh, lower resolution but yeah. i had the same impression i was like i can see how with two more years of polish this game is going to look really good i thought yeah. that some of the city settings like at a glance i'm like i can yeah. see how this is probably going to be like a near photorealistic version of vice city when we see it um yeah i thought the the woman's character model but yeah by the way like you're playing as a woman in a lot of these clips uh i thought it, her character model looked pretty good and i i would Echo, I think it was uh, Tony brought it up that, yeah, and and you guessed that the character models of some of the peripheral characters look pretty rudimentary. But, of course, (laughs) yeah, I didn't even see that. But, yeah. But it's like this game is so far out that I I, just use your imagination. Like, this game is going to look good. Rockstar, like, just remember when Red Dead released Red Dead 2, like, right before it released, there were some clips that uh, I don't know if they leaked or if Rockstar released them of some animations and everybody was like, holy shit, dude, this game is going to look incredible just yeah. by, just by like a few clips of animations and GTA yeah. makes them way more truckloads of money than red dead. So, you know, they're going to put the time and effort to polish this thing, to make it, uh, bring it to a sheen when it comes out. I've, I've total faith in rockstar. Plus I just, yeah. I do think it's cool going back to the, uh, um, this, uh, moment where the industry kind of rallied around rockstar it i think it was cool to see that even though rockstar is this goliath and yeah these this company doesn't need the support of the broader industry it's cool to see that the developers it's kind of a small world that we don't get to see into where it's like they have sympathy for each other when their work gets leaked like this and you get you know it's their art that is out there and gets shown. It's like, if you have, you know, anything that you're working on creatively, like a a YouTube video that I make, if it got pushed out there a week before I'm done with it, I'd I'd, be devastated. It's almost like a form of respect, you know, just respect. Yeah. Yeah. So so, uh, I just comment on like the visual situation, just visually. uh, I couldn't quite tell, but like, like I was mostly just the main character models and the environment. It seemed like that's what they're most like far along on. And I'm looking yeah. at it and I'm just like, this looks like it will have the level of fidelity that Red Dead 2 might, which I'm hoping is the bar. And if that's the bar, I'm set. Because Red Dead Redemption 2 to me is easily in my top five, maybe even top three most visually stunning games I have ever seen. Like yeah. honestly, it's it's absolutely ridiculous the amount of stuff that they put into that game to make that world feel real. And it looked like, you know, graphically wise, it's there. And I'm just curious yeah. to see if they have that same level that we didn't quite get to see in there in terms of the littlest of details. But well, and that was a PS- bar, I'm there. That was a PS4 and Xbox One game. Yeah. Like, yes. This is yeah. this is almost yeah. certainly. Yeah. I I wouldn't be shocked. But I don't see how that game was on one in PS4. It was not like, I don't know how that game exists. I still don't know how that game exists. Sorry. I I wouldn't be shocked if they figure out some magical way to bring out GTA 6 on last gen. But I think it's going to be developed for next, well, current gen consoles, you know, PS5. They're going to release it on last gen 
and then they're gonna sell it again for current. <laughs> yeah, and then when PS6... don't even joke about that. Don't even joke about that. When PS6 comes out, like GTA 6 will probably be yeah. a launch game for it. And, and we don't know. If, if, by the way, whatever. just to make this clear, GTA 6, not necessarily the title potentially. That's true. Uh, just saying. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, GTA 6 Vice City it, Remastered. I don't know. Well, it could be. Yeah, they, they do the, these just weird the things. Next with names. GTA game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that it's going back to Vice City. By the way, that there was a mega doc leak, which I alluded to a few weeks ago on the show, which I wanted to work on a video, but the video would have required a lot of research. It's a hundred pages, and it was pretty mm. spot on, by the way. There is a Reddit document out there, but I wouldn't read it if I were you. There's some things that weren't uh, accurate, it seemed. But one thing... <laughs> I'll see you in chat. You thirsty... Pieces of um, yes, the protagonist is female, and a lot of incels or sad people are crying about the prospect of a female protagonist in the game, which didn't make any sense to me. The only thing I would have said on the show is if they kind of pu pulled their punches with the humor, which never really cared about you know the society, mainstream society, actually poked fun off mainstream society. So I thought, and they've made a statement to say that they won't do that. And I, you know me, I don't like that. But a lot of these sad people who were crying about the prospect of a female game are now happy. because I'm not, not saying you guys in chat, because I share, I'm a man, I'm a simple man. Like you, I saw the female protagonist. I was like, Oh, um, but she has nice posterior and whatever aesthetics. But I thought that's quite interesting that we some gamers appear to only care about female gamers is acceptable if they're overly sexualized. I wouldn't say she's overly sexualized, but if she was sexualized enough for even the staunchest of you know incels or whatever they are to not to give up their guard. And I thought, hmm, we talk about censorship in games, but it seems like the industry perhaps hasn't <laughs> progressed that much, that the voices of these people still resonate with us. Asa, you like ass, don't you? Potentially, potentially. I just wanted to, to point out that... Um, all of the leaks for GTA 6 the people on the outside that commented on it trying to judge it as if it's a finished game you have to remember these people have seen very little of games in early access development you've seen this leak a load of things that marketing teams want you to see and Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> and that's about it for early access right not finished games right <laughs> Great way to break into that topic for Jason Mangos. <laughs> Gaz wants all characters to look like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> such a bad call. It's not true. I am not against the... I love the new character GTA, but that comment is ridiculous. <laughs> um, no, I don't want that to happen. Flame, thank you so much for the $5 super check. The developer backlash towards that guy was great. If only had Halo had something competent to shut people up, but oh well, maybe in 2031. Flame, 343 just ended up showing the final build of Halo. <laughs> and everyone thought, see, we don't start on graphics. Here it is. <laughs> we still haven't finished. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, ray tracing. I'm so messy. Um, on that point, though, on that point, <laughs> a game that did launch with characters like this, like 
Team KBG was doing. Cyberpunk 2077. This game has had a bit of a revival. The statistics show it. It's climbing up. And, and it's such an interesting phenomenon, this one. Because the revival of this game is almost exclusively... You can feel free to challenge me. But to me, it seems almost exclusively pushed on, catalyzed by Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the anime series, which is incredible. It's just so good to have you in here, Kibiji, which is yeah. incredible um, <laughs> series. But that has brought a lot of people into it. And that show is one of the most liked, if not the most upvoted video, uh, series or whatever on Netflix ever. That has brought, brought Cyberpunk to the to the fore it's people are giving it a second chance now that people are giving it a second chance they're saying and now that a lot of the technical issues have been resolved people are giving it a second chance and saying hey look this is okay now i have a take on it and i'm going back on the xbox i played on pc almost completed it on the pc version but i'm going back to my xbox starting all over again just to see if this is true or not. But I have some issues with what people are saying, perhaps. Well, we'll talk about it. But Acer, one, have you... I know you watch anime. Do you watch this series by any chance? And also, what's your take on this whole revival? So I want to... Oh, I'm going to get rid of this trailer. That's a bit much. Um, I wanted to to watch oh, Edge Runners. It looks really good. Um, I was advised Hi, that kids. I shouldn't watch it until I've, I've finished Ruined Cyberpunk it. 27. Does that demonetize us, by the way? No, I don't know. I don't give a shit. No, anyway, it's fine. Okay, sorry, uh, that's just if you were just wondering what that was. It was the official Netflix trailer for the series, so hopefully nothing too spoilery in there. If you haven't watched it yet, I haven't. I was going to watch it, and I got advised to wait until I finished Cyberpunk 2077 because there's character tie-ins that make it more interesting if you've played the game. I don't know how true that is because um, I'm not. Watched no, it's it. fine. But you're watch absolutely it. right. It's got a massive resurgence based on this anime. It had a bit of a spike when they re-released the um, the next-gen versions a couple of months ago. It's had a bit of a redemption arc, but I agree with you. There's a lot of terrible takes in both directions as to the state of the game now versus the state of the game at launch. With The one that, that bugs me the most is, is the people that um, are claiming that it was brilliant at launch and they were right all along, completely dismissing the reams and reams and reams of patch notes that proved them objectively wrong like like yeah you don't fix all of the ai and combat behaviors in a game that has no issues with ai and combat behaviors so <laughs> there's this hopefully well i mean said. i played a little bit of the game after the next gen patch and it is massively improved since launching in that regard i think you, you've said that you've got some issues with some of the fundamentals that still apply to the game and will continue to apply um in terms of your the impacts of your decisions on the story and things like that. So all of those remain true. Uh, for me, though, I think I said a week or two ago that if you haven't played Cyberpunk 2077 at this point in time, you should wait until the DLC comes out next year. That's mm, my that personal thinking? opinion, okay. because the DLC takes place, the, the Phantom Liberty DLC takes place ahead of the end of the story. So if you go through the story now, you're going to have to loop back to do the DLC. And I would rather just wait until the complete game is there and play it at that point in time. Mm. Then I haven't watched Edge Runners. Maybe I'll play Edge Runners and be desperate to immerse myself in Night City <laughs> or whatever they call it. I don't know. Interesting. No, fair enough. I didn't... Mm, I don't know. That's a good That's a good point. That's a good point. Kibiji. 
You are anime favorite otaku guy. You must, you must surely have watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, are you pissed uh, <laughs> <laughs> <There we go. laughs> Okay, so here's what happened. Because yes, Gaz knows I am like, I don't know about your other guests, but I, I take pride that I'm definitely an anime guy. I have an anime yeah. channel, West Side Otaku. Feel free to check that out. But um, <laughs> if people have been following me, uh, they know. Any Bleach fans in the chat? Yeah. Nine years later, we get our anime to come back. And I have been doing a massive rewatch for that show. And that has kind of taken over my life over She-Hulk and Edge Runners and a lot of other things. This new Star Wars Andor show. But anyways, I did watch the first two episodes. Okay. It didn't hook me. I have You're friends soft. telling I have friends telling me like, bro, you haven't seen anything yet. And I'm like, maybe I have it. It just it's not hooking me. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just hasn't hooked me. But so yes, I'm just I'm very disappointed. But and yes, I see you, Lucas can, saying, can, How's your blood can, war? Yeah. But can you tell us, did you do you like One Piece? One Piece is GOAT. Greatest of all time. One of the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's you, a you there's like a trick about that. You, you don't you don't five hundred episodes for it to be good, and you can't. <laughs> you watch two, and then you wanna. It's only because of the bleach shit, man. Like that's why I feel bad about it. I regret doing it, by the way. But I'm like, I'm already <laughs> so far in, I can't stop. But anyways, to the topic at hand, <laughs> I do definitely think Edge Runners is a big part of the revival of cyberpunk. Um, mm. I, I want to give the benefit of a doubt that it's not like the absolute reason though. I have a yeah. feeling whether it's from the new content they added having to do with dead runners or their whole trial thing. Cause it's kind of crazy the past six months or a few months. It's like play the game for 10 hours. I think for free. Which is kind of oh, dope well. to see a triple A game do. And I'm yeah. not saying those things are why, but you know, maybe word of mouth started spreading. And then as the marketing picked up, and then it's like Edge Runners was like that tipping point where it's like, anime's cool. This is cool. I want more of this cool kind of a thing. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking and there's... the value of these things, the value of a show reviving a game like this, which is why, even though I haven't seen the Halo side piece... I was just about to mention that. <laughs> go for it. What are you going to say? I mean, I watched the first three episodes of that, and it's like, that just all the more did not help what was going <laughs> on in the image of Halo, because people like talk about the game, and then the show, some enjoyed it. And then a lot of fans were not liking it. And it's like, that didn't help the situation. But this is the opposite where there's something mm. really cool. And like, uh, I think Asa was saying, it's better if you maybe play the game. I have like four friends that they've never touched Cyberpunk, had no interest. And they watched the anime. They thought it was awesome. Now they're playing the game. Now yeah. they're playing the game. That's what happened. So... It's the marriage between the two mediums, actually, that we they supplement each other. And I think it's it's a remarkable thing, a great phenomenon that will yeah. lead to some successes and failures as others try to imitate that, perhaps even attempt to revive their own struggling IPs. Who knows? Quest mode. Josh, quest mode. Josh. 
do either you watch anime i don't know if you um, look like an anime type you never mentioned anime here no uh, I've I've actually you. like I've how dare you, Josh? <laughs> I've struggled to get into, and actually anything animated, uh, I, I've struggled to get into. To be honest, like the most recent one was, I guess, the Harley Quinn show. I thought was pretty good, but uh, oh, yeah. um, I te- I just tend like if I'm going to watch, I don't watch much. To be honest, on any streaming, if I'm going to watch anything, it's typically live action. But um, n- not I don't have any like you know prejudice against it or anything like that. Obviously, but uh, just hasn't interested me. I will try uh to uh get into edge runners before i jump back into um cyberpunk i'm with asa i'd prefer to wait until the uh um uh expansion or dlc i don't know what they're calling it an expansion whatever comes out uh yeah i think that sounds pretty interesting i'll be interested to see how they manage to continue the story because like you know no spoilers for the end of cyberpunk but like i thought it kind of you know, I, I just don't know how they're going to continue based off of how that game ends. So that'll yeah, be very ahead interesting. of the ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I kind of piggybacking on where you left off there, Gaz, though. I think it's really interesting to see how some of these uh, video game IP are managing to put out really high quality uh, um either movies or shows, which previously we hadn't seen done. I think the first one that kind of pulled it off was The Witcher. And I mean, there may be some that I'm forgetting, but, you know, The Witcher pulled it off. And that even though that wasn't based directly off the game, it was more based off the books. But the game got a huge boost in sales and playership after that came out. We've got the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, which everybody that I know who's seen them, you know, either loved them or said, like, that was actually a pretty good Sonic movie. And then yeah. we got the the Last of Us coming out. I think Halo. I don't know. I didn't watch that show, but uh, you know, I, I based off of what Tony just said, I might have missed the mark a little bit. But yeah, so with the the Last of Us coming out, I would be very surprised if that show ends up being low quality in any way. I mean, it, it might be, but mm-hmm. I think that's shaping up to be pretty good. It'll be really interesting to see how that boosts like the Last of Us Part One sales and the Last of Us Part Two, and then you have Cyberpunk. So I'm just happy to see this kind of trend of. Um, uh, uh, you know, film entertainment and video game entertainment uh, finding this like um, I don't know what you would call it. Like it is like the finding the sweet spot where they can there's synergy between the two that they complement each other. This is why you know, sorry to harp on against Halo again, but I said, look, there's so much lore. We know, Tony, you and I are massive Halo nerds. We know there's so much lore that is so dense in the Halo universe Mm -hmm. that if it was based on lore, not non-canon, it could have supplemented a 10-year game with a story that presumably we thought 343 had a cogent story to tell. But that's the problem with Edge Runners. It's directly linked to the world. It's directly linked to the narrative in this the non-canon Halo series and Master Cheeks showing his ass and having sex with random things. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. Cheek. It doesn't make... It's true. It's like he's showing his ass on screen. It doesn't sound like Master Chief. He doesn't like... It's 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 a sacrilege almost, but it doesn't even make sense. Although a season two has been already greenlit, so perhaps they've seen some success. Just, Although I doubt... I have to point that out, it, that's why I said potentially earlier, there's times when the ass is bad. 
Don't do it in <laughs> Halo. Well done. Well done. Amazing. Good placement, oh. Asa. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was brilliant. And I do want to take this. Look, I, a lot of people are like, oh, you always like to complain. And um, it was based on Paris Lilly's um, Mr. Yellowchairs tweet. Although he was immediately after the reviews came out, changed his tone really quick and was critical of the game. But then, and I thought this was really in my opinion, an irresponsible tweet because he said, this is the Cyberpunk 2077 we all wanted. Well, will you speak? Why are you speaking for we? Since when did you get right. appointed the voice of everyone? Have you now suddenly forgotten what the promises from this studio were? Which is why I said, has the scope of the game suddenly changed to what was promised? And to that I was alluding to was the point of these, the first ever gameplay showing. They showed you how deep the conversational strands were that would have divergent results in gameplay. Like you would have, you picked this option, the game would change significantly. Immediately after the game came out, 80% of the decisions that you make that are divergent don't have an impact on the game. So there's that. There is also still a question of the, the world itself. It may be te teeming with life, but the life in that, I'm playing it right now and I'm asking, where is it? It's not, it even doesn't come close to GTA 5. That's two gens old in many ways. The life is not there. The density is not there. People also talked about the traversal elements and all that stuff. Cyberpunk was supposed to be more than a, a consolidated summation of two gen old games. And this is what Jeff Grubb's review. If you want to see a good review, and I'm talking, not people who keep defending it, gave it high scores who don't really know how to review games, in my opinion. I could rip them shreds, but Jeff Grubb is really good. Go on to Jeff Grubb's review of Cyberpunk 27, and, and he was really on the money, in my opinion, with his review of the game. So when he did say that, uh, Paris, and I keep like I always attack Paris, but I think it's a creature of what he devises. It's the same way I expose myself by making silly videos and being really irresponsible with my you know, vitriol for comedic purposes, you can all, there's all, they'll, it will come back to me. It will come back to me. But in the same vein, Paris does this. He, he blocks communication. He does push out these irresponsible tweets. And then after he did that, he goes, oh, it's, he quote tweeted himself. Like, it's nice to know that, you know, um, you know, people are like really, you know, don't want to let other people enjoy games. But Paris, you, no one was stopping you from enjoying the game, but you put yourself in the position where you were giving speeches to everyone and saying and assuming this is the game we all wanted. Clarify next time. This is the game you wanted and your standards were already pretty low there, in my opinion, considering what the game was supposed to release as. So but that, that's Cyberpunk. I'm going back into it and there's some brilliant, and I'm going back to the story of the game. I really like the characters. I re some are really well realized. There are still fundamental gameplay issues that I just don't gel with. Like I won't bore with, with the details. We've talked about it for a while, but there's that. Now, a game that I doubt we'll see a resurgence, but who knows? I'll be proven wrong. By the way, before Kibiji, how much time do you have? Uh, like five or ten minutes. Just chat, FYI. I might have to dip out in five or ten minutes. Apologies. But, uh, and we'll get our favorite so, friend so. in here. I'm just going to message him to make sure he's okay and ready to oh, jump cool. in. Oh, cool. You have a swap Rooney. Perfect. Yes, sir. <laughs>
Yo, I message him right now on WhatsApp. Um, so the other point is another game that's not doing well, and the CEO of it, actually, of the publisher, acknowledged is Saints Row. He says. Personally, I had hoped for a greater reception for the game. It's been very polarized, uh, polaroid, <laughs> polarizing. There are a lot of things that could be said in detail around it, but I'm, I'm with one hand happy to see a lot of gamers and ha fans happy, and at the same time a bit sad to also see fans not happy. So it's difficult. Feel for him. This is a guy who's been quite forthcoming in his view and his feelings about the game's performance. Acer. I don't know if you played Saints Row. I was a big Saints Row fan, but I didn't touch this one because it just looked a bit weak, poor to me anyway, based on what our friends were also saying. Did you play Saints Row? What do you think about this? I I have it on the PC and I haven't played it. Um, I wasn't really listening mm. to you talk just then, so I'm assuming you're talking about the um, Embracer <laughs> CEO who said that the reception for the yeah, game exactly. was disappointing. You, you see, exactly. for me, I've just had it dropped on me that all the guests are suddenly going to be changing, and that's quite a bit of work on my part to keep things nice and smooth. So I was concentrating on how am I going to do these transitions nice and seamlessly. But yeah, yeah so Embracer are being as diplomatic as they can like the game wasn't received well by and large most critics panned it they were obviously going to be hoping for better they've spent a fair amount of money to get it made i haven't played it yet i will play it because there's a, a pretty competent virtual reality mod for it so i can do the whole thing in vr in the near future i'm just going to wait for that because every game is better in vr even if the jokes are bad um yeah <laughs> did you have anything <laughs> on saints row before you do have to run off <laughs> I, I have to be honest, I don't think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to come up, but I'm just like, oh, neat. Well, like, what are, you, what are you saying here? They were, go ahead. So Embracer's, yeah, Embracer CEO came out to talk about the, basically the game didn't, didn't, it's a Square Enix kind of, it didn't sell as well as hopes, but they didn't go full Square Enix and say how disappointed they were. They just said, Oh, I can't remember their exact words, but they were hoping for a better reception for it. They called it a mixed reception. Yeah, is mm. what it is. But yeah, Josh, have you played Saints Row? Do you have any thoughts on it? I played uh, Saints Row the Third, and I liked it for what it was. Like it, you know, it knew what it was, but it wasn't um, like the type of game. I typically these like big open world city games, even Grand Theft Auto. I'm not a huge fan of because I've lived in big cities my whole life. I'm like, I would rather explore places that are different from my setting. That said. I'm not surprised that Saints Row 3 is, uh, well, I should say due to that, I, like Saints Row, the new one, didn't really spark my interest. But I'm not surprised that um, he came out and said that. I'm not surprised that Saints Row, um, for lack of a less harsh word, flopped. Uh, just seemed like from the reviews I read, um, I did a preview for it on my channel. And even mm -hmm. then I could I could tell, I was like, this is shaping up to be a pretty bland a generic open world game. That's what it looked like to me. And it seems like that's kind of what it was. Um, I think that especially in a, like, I don't want to, I don't know if this conversation is played out, but in a post Elden Ring world, if you're going to make an open world game, uh, I think you kind of have to bring something a little different than the typical kind of what I call a paint by numbers, open world mm. formula. And I suspect even having not played it, played it. So I guess if anyone in the chat yeah. has, has played it, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like that's what uh, Saints Row was. A lot of the reviews I read said that this would have been a much better game had it released like even 10 years ago or five years ago, it kind of played uh, 
like a like an older game. But Elden Ring yeah. changed what an open world game is. And now I even went back to play like Dying Light 2 right after I played Elden Ring. And I was like, nope, I'm not into this because <laughs> it's I now know what an open world game can be. Uh, and this feels old school. And I, I bet if I played Saints Row, mm. I would experience the same thing. So, well, um, and, and that's sorry. And, and that's a really important thing about open world because I'm with Josh. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I watched tons of friends play the previous Saints Rows. And the thing that was super fun about those games was it's funny i was just talking about this with a friend last night it they were during that fun era we were talking about like uh i forgot the examples but like dead rising one and two and saints row and capcom was thinking whatever the heck they were thinking with resident evil five and six and it was like during this era that there was just junk foolery happening in the industry and that was something that Saints Row owned. And now this new game, I think they went back to that. But it's a it's a much bigger conversation. But there's just so much other stuff to play out there. Yeah. There's just so much more than there was back when Saints Row was in its prime. Yeah. And that's the issue. They probably thought, this is a good Saints Row game. Yeah. But it's just, there's too much other stuff to make it memorable. You know, yeah. that's the hard part. So I also think the game was hurt because it seemed like when the like so the game was clearly in development when a lot of this like uh a lot of people were trying to temper uh humor and um jokes to be kind of politically correct you know there was the the whole like me too situation that happened yes. a few years ago and yes. and i think that this game fell into that trap of trying not to hurt anybody's feelings trying not to be too yes. out there with its humor and uh and as a result, I think that it's just not funny or interesting to anyone. And uh, mm -hmm. that, that might sound kind of harsh, but uh, I know that uh, that was uh, what a lot of the comments were about in the preview that I posted on my channel. People were saying like, "This lot, this is, looks like it's lost the charm that made Saints Row Saints Row," which is almost playing around it too safe. Yeah, like running yeah. around with yeah. a big dildo bat was part of what made Saints Row Saints Row, and you can't yes. do that in the new <laughs> game. And that's yes. just one example, but that's probably the most glaring one, you know. So. Uh, that I think hurt it as well. Yeah, I think you're you're right there. There was a balance to strike with the Cezaneness, I think, with the Saints Row because it got a little bit too silly with the dildo stuff. But the the humor is definitely targeting a new age. They thought, let me just hit mm. the new kids, uh, and, and which goes to show they have shit taste in humor. We've talked about this before, but yeah, it just didn't. I mean, they were also, to the CEO who was saying this, um, there were comparisons with GTA Five. Like there's one video where a train hits the main character. You walk onto the train in this open world. GTA Five handles that bad. Then Saints Row uh, doesn't do anything. You just slide along with the train. Technically, the game is so basic. I'm sorry to say. So I don't know why. Well, maybe they embraced the CEO, anticipated it. I don't know why you'd hoped for a greater reception when there were some pretty glaring technical issues. In the financial, on the financial side, he says, "I know, or I'm confident that we will make money on the investment." Would it have as great a return on investment as we have many other games? Not likely, but we will make money, and that's a very good starting point, at least. Well, at the very least, that will help you, I guess, fund your next endeavor. But I think the quality isn't there. Shout out to 340 people already watching. Smash that like button, Ooh. please. It helps us out a lot. And 
Thank you so much to Rims, who's been a member for four months. He says, good evening, Gaz, Asa, Kibiji is about to leave. And Quest, let the competition begin. We're going to talk about that. I know what you're talking about there, Rims. Um, Huggy Chani is being the generous gentleman that he is. And he's got two codes. One for Return to Monkey Island on Steam. Three codes it just came up oh on gosh. my screen. Then Red Dead Ultimate Global code. And then Cyberpunk 27... 27, two codes, one in the US and one in EU. That is ridiculous. And on top of that, he's super chatting us, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Oof, I mean, this generosity is unmatched in this space. I mean, that's ridiculous. Please at least tell me if you got the codes. Um, but thank you so much. Yeah. Colt Eastwood tells lies. He says, I've always loved game on daily and go like, Colt. Yeah, you does. <laughs> Colt's always been supporting us from day one. I love you, Hubby. Always. Hi, Colt. Um, and yeah, Tony, is this mm -hmm. a time for us to tell you, uh, say, sing goodbyes, or do you have still some time? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to just say some words here, chat. Uh, I apologize. I have to hop out. Um, I have a thing that I moved back last month to actually be on this show. And yeah. then I'm like, wait, I can't move it back again, <laughs> kind of a thing, for the same reason. So. <laughs> No but uh, but I really appreciate Gaz to let me be on for like the first half of it. That's awesome. And we're going to talk about these things tomorrow on my show, Codename Good Game. Yeah. That'll be on my channel, Samurai Kibiji at noon. What time? And noon. At noon uh, Pacific time. Noon Pacific okay. time. You'll find Josh and me there where we'll cover news, but I have interesting ways of phrasing some of the things here that it's going to be more about kind of a deeper conversation about it. About ass. That's what we like to do Lots there. Of talks about ass. Lots of talk about ass. Yoga. <laughs> you know, yeah. But yoga pants. anyway, so yeah, you'll find me there tomorrow, and I appreciate all you guys having me. And uh, Asa, best of luck on the switcheroo. <laughs> I apologize about that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you got it. Take it. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, Josh. All right. So. See you tomorrow. Peace. Peace. See appreciate you, you guys. Tony. Appreciate Bye, you. And good luck. I'm intrigued to see how Asa. Ooh. That was pretty smooth on our end on StreamYard. Oh, no, it was. Oh, that was well done. Asa, <laughs> you are a magician. That was a one-second glitch that 343 should hire you. Um, now we talked about Saints Row. We very quickly want to touch upon this topic because I don't know if people care. Do you care in chat? In fact, I will start to prime myself, chat, to add a poll to see whether or not you care about this. Do you care about... Do you care about the Logitech G Cloud, a new handheld um, cloud-based uh, console thingy-majig? Looks nice. Phil Spencer was there, Kojima was playing it, and some people went hands-on with it. Price tag of this game thing is like $350, bruh. It's like, uh, subject to a $50 discount if you pre-order it from the xbox store or wherever um then yeah it's a bit of a crazy one but before we get our next guest in asa what's what's your take on it on the logitech g cloud do you care I, about so cloud? typically uh the cloud as a technology is an interesting thing and it's got a big future ahead of it but as a as a mobile device, I mean, I don't play small screen portable gaming in general, so I'm definitely not the audience for this thing. If I were, though, if I enjoyed playing on the toilet or the train or all the rest of it, 
I see so few circumstances where I would want to rely on an internet connection to play my games. So for this thing yeah. to appeal, it's got to be specifically for the, the high-speed internet on the toilet crowd. Like, Where else can you use it? I don't really understand why yeah. they would target it in this way and give it literally no local hardware to play anything natively without a strong collection, which is the one thing that you can't depend upon having when you're on the go. So yeah. it's a bit of a mismatch for me. It's relatively expensive compared to things like the Steam Deck. So it's a bit cheaper than the Steam Deck, but not by enough considering how much less you're getting. Um, That's it. So good luck to them, but no, not for me. <laughs> It's, yeah, I'm, 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 everything you've said is what I agree with. What about you, Josh? Do you care about the Logitech G Cloud? Do you have a Steam Deck? Do you interested in the Steam Deck? I have a Steam Deck, and it's oh, yeah? awesome. I don't use it as much as I thought I would, just because, uh, like Tony mentioned earlier, there's so much to play, and most of what I want to play is on console. Uh, but um, so, not only do I have a Steam Deck, but I've also I recently bought a Backbone controller for my phone because I was traveling and i'm like i want to try out this uh cloud gaming on my phone and um mm. it does work but i will say yeah being out if i'm not a, if i'm not on my uh home wi-fi. wi-fi it is rough uh like the video seems to stream pretty well on xbox cloud gaming but the sound is what's been giving me problems anyways oh, okay. uh, so the point i want to make is that like my phone already does what this device does uh with a backbone which i bought for a hundred dollars and the like i have all the apps on my phone i can get i can basically get with cloud gaming xbox cloud gaming i don't know if it's the full xbox game pass library but it's close it's a lot and so that's available to me i also pay for amazon luna which surprisingly works really well on my phone um so there's Mm. i think i have a library of like 50 games for i think it's 5.99 a month and I get 50 games also through Amazon Luna. So via my Xbox oh. Game Pass subscription and Luna, I probably have well over 200 games that I can literally just fire up the app and play streaming on my phone at my house. Now, if this device somehow through some like technological wizardry. <laughs> wiz- wizardry, they're like, this thing has some sort of technology in it that will help it stream much better, much smoother when you're out and about then it would get interesting to me but uh not even even then though not for 350 bucks i think that's too much money um i think that's what everyone's saying yeah yeah, the other thing is the screen size if like i don't know what the screen size on this logitech thing is but Hmm, i'm good question i'm on like an iphone 10 which is you know not the biggest screen it's i think like five it's not even six inches so like if this thing has a seven or eight inch screen then that makes it more interesting but again not for 350 bucks yeah, the price tag is quite, and you're on the money there with the 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 tech. Like, if that latency gets resolved, only then would so even at that price tag, would I be interested? Huggy, you come in as always, the savior. It's nice to have your smiling, beaming face here as we talk about a topic which reminds me I'm a horrible person because I cannot edit this video that is ready sitting on my uh, timeline. Um, and it's about this cloud tag, and it keeps coming up, and I want to get your take on it. Mister, you play games 24-7. There's probably <laughs> you're the only human being running out of games. Logitech G Cloud. You, you, you have a quite, in my opinion, I share your um, vision for the future of gaming and what mobile gaming means. Yeah. This thing, what a 
Are you excited for it? Um, I'm excited for the fact that it's coming, not for the fact that it's you know this device. Uh, you know, 300 bucks, 350 bucks does seem a little high. I get that it kind of needs to start, and then hopefully it'll it'll you know prompt others to come into the market and uh, bring it down. But the the it has to start somewhere, right? And so as a, a yeah. beginning, it's not a bad device. Um, I, I wish it were a little cheaper. Uh, but it is an interesting thing. The, the problem with that price, of course, is you're directly competing with the Switch, which does exist. With right now, does not have those cloud apps. Very well could, right? But yeah. you know, it runs games natively, and then potentially could do the same thing. And that's where it starts to lose its luster. Um, so if it were a little cheaper, this would be a great entry point. Um, you know, it is a nice like. like the the thing I like about it is, you know, in our gen, we're good with consoles. What I'm seeing with the next generation, the younger kids, they play mobile mostly. Uh, and yeah. this is kind of fitting in that that category. Um, and so this might be a good vehicle for them if it were like a hundred bucks. I think that would be a, a sweet spot where it would be an impulse. Go for it, especially mm. with the friends and family thing coming. Add it on, right? And, and if the parent happens to have it, hey, now the kid can play whatever uh, games that the parent allows on this device, right? That would be a cool thing. Uh, so I'm excited for the tech. I'm not excited for the price. I wish it were a little cheaper. Uh, but hopefully this is a start and they will have other partners come in that will bring it into a little bit of a cheaper device that can target that arena. I think it, it does have some potential to, to help expand Game Pass it definitely does and dorian gray in the chat says have you considered that we are not the target audience i would yeah i i do think we are not the answer to this poll was obvious to me before i even set it up but i will say if we are not the target audience the core audience that would be quite will expend quite a lot of money in this medium who will spend 350 on a cloud-only device in an arena where, like Hargeet said, the Switch exists, or for a little bit more money, the yeah. more technically proficient Steam Deck exists, which is getting all kind of manners of emulation and whatnot, and you get all manner of games. Yeah. I, I can so, see, like, maybe... Mm -hmm. This is such a, like, a small audience, but, like, if I had... Um, like, a, or for people who have kids, like if you have a kid or, or you have someone in the household, kids, yeah. you have someone in Zoomers. the household who's not, who, you know, doesn't have access to the main screen of the house all the time. And you want to get them something where like you spend the 350 bucks and you've already got the subscription to the, maybe the family uh, game pass family. I don't know what the family plan. Then it's like, here's a device. You've got game pass. You can play it anytime in the house. You don't have to mm. worry about being on the TV. I mean, that's a pretty good use case for it. But again, that's that's not very many people. Yeah. Uh, as I say, nobody's buying this for a kid when you have a Switch, but I don't think Switch can play yeah. Game Pass yet. So there's there's that. The Game Pass element of it will make it quite... Uh, it, that's a good scenario there. I think that's where it would materially make a difference. You can get Game Pass games on your Steam Deck, by the way. Yeah. But yeah. Shout out to Blaze4K in right? the chat. That's the and other big phone. challenge. Sorry, so yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Like Microsoft need to expand the audience beyond the console gamer and devices like this and cloud streaming in general are a big part of that. But getting this device in front of an audience that are one savvy enough to know what Game Pass and cloud streaming are, but not quite savvy enough to not realize they can already do it on their phone. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a difficult it, sell for me. But 
Yeah, fair enough. I I I think it will be for quite a lot of people as well. Next it, topic. I don't just, know if you jets have been playing it. Ooh, sorry. Before I go to that, sexy Josh. Oh, I was just gonna say to say. one thing. Like the cheapest version of the Steam Deck is only fifty bucks more than this thing. Just one. Exactly. Yeah. If your smart money is on the Steam Deck, and Kaysanti in the chat will tell you that. Um, and he goes, not every dad wants to hand their kid the abacus. <laughs> nice, Kaysanti. <laughs> um, next topic. Big game, big game that a lot of people have got to sample or starting to sample, which I've been dipping my toes into considerably, my body into. Um, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer beta, open beta, closed beta. Now it's open, I think, this weekend. <laughs> Everyone's been uh, playing it. I played it on the PlayStation <clears throat> and played it now on the Xbox. And by the way, I love it runs better on xbox for me don't ask me why i'm not just saying it because i'm xbox latency same <laughs> connection they're right next to each other and it works better on xbox maybe the updates helped um but maybe blaze xbox is better yeah oh, i see you chat blaze no but i'll be playing call call of duty modern warfare 2 and it's been divisive in the cod community for as you would expect i had some critical things uh to say and I'll say that in enough cases of massive um, COD player, but I thought the recall was a bit insane. Seems like it's kind of toned down the visual element of it. It didn't bother me that much now. Um, footsteps have been a bit too loud, they say, but I preferred them to 2019 where I could barely hear anything. But generally, I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is a winner. It's a really good game. To me, I am very excited at the prospect of also the single player as a result of playing the beta because graphically it's really nice it marks the biggest departure to me almost technically from the standard cod games that we've been used to for a very long time like it's in many ways conservative from 2019 to in many ways quite advanced feels like trying to mesh the rainbow six siege counter-strike almost kind of tactical element of it with cod and obviously people will break the meta with their strong weapon class types. That's what will happen. But I am really enjoying the game. There's not that there's enough fair bit of content in there. But COD fans, like about your hardcore, and then, you know, it's strictly gaming. And he's been really hot and cold on it. He's trying to like it. I can tell he's trying to like it, but he's a seasoned COD player and he doesn't like some of the things I mentioned. Other players are really enjoying it. I understand the criticisms completely, but I'm also really, really enjoying this game, and I can't wait for it. Acer, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. Do you care for it? Have you tried the beta? What do you, what's your take on that? You know I love all of the Call of Duty games and play them religiously. Um, the last one I played was <laughs> Call of Duty 2 on the Xbox 360. That was a good game. I have played the beta. I played it on the PlayStation last weekend. And I didn't like oh, it yeah? at all. Um, but it did inspire okay. me to go and try some other games and just see how they're faring at the moment. I also played on the PC today, by the way. Um, and I maintain oh. it's freaking awful. And I don't know why people are pretending this is some kind of good game. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I know there's going to be like, you're all welcome to your own opinions. I know some people like it, but I don't. But I went, um, I thought, hmm, Halo's way more my type of game than this. So I'm going to go and see how Halo Infinite's getting on today. So I went and played Halo Infinite during the week. Um, and I did a big team battle with a good latency and uh, the terrible map. There's only like three maps still. So I did the terrible map and I was like, oh. yeah. And then it gave me um, 
uh, failed to connect to the fire team error on loop. So I had to like <laughs> Alt F4 the game I was playing on the PC. I had to Alt F4 and go back into it and try again. Put me on the same terrible map on a US server and I did a third game on the same terrible map on a US server. And I was like, no. <laughs> so Halo's like in the same place as it was at launch, essentially. Um, moved on from there and I downloaded mm-hmm. Battlefield 2042 to see how that's getting along. And I don't normally get along with battlefield games too much the um generally games where everyone's wearing camouflage they're too much for me i can't visually process it quick enough to shoot anyone um so i like to have nice brightly colored enemies that i can see and shoot rather than see and look for the color of the dot and then shoot but battlefield 2042 that's really good now it's so much better than this call of duty game so just give it a month or two battlefield 2042 will drop onto to game pass and ea play and all the rest of it it's by far a better game in my opinion but feel free to That's enjoy your cod you if you like it i much preferred my time playing battlefield 2042 wow wow interesting Inter- I, I, i've been hearing about it people are sharing clips and it's not being hearing about some fake media push for all from ea it's from gamers they're saying look they're really enjoying battlefield they're going back into playing it and they've fixed a lot of this those things and comparably uh, Halo Infinite on PC. I don't even touch it on PC now because that's what I was playing on PC initially. And now it's just buggy mess and it puts me all over different servers so I don't touch it. But mm, that's interesting. Josh, COD or Batfield, do you, have you tried the beta? Are you a COD fan? No, I am not a COD fan. I won't even like feign any sort of knowledge <laughs> on like the, um, especially the multiplayer. The last one I played was actually the single player campaign for Modern Warfare 1, which I actually thought was pretty good. Oh, that's um, a wicked campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked how they kind of went uh, a, a bit, bit more grounded with that. And uh, I don't know if that's what they're planning on doing with this uh, new campaign for this one. Yeah. But if, if it is, um, I, I may check it out. Um, for some reason right now, just paying full price for a Call of Duty game, to, you know, there might be some other things yeah. I'd rather spend my money on. I, I mm-hmm. even saw, I think, Battlefield 2042 on sale for some ridiculous price. I think it was like 15 or $10, I mean, that uh, recently. So I, I did get into, this feels like a lifetime ago, but Battlefield 4 and Battlefield Hardline, when those were out, I did get Hardline. into Hardline, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just like how Battlefield, again, um, it, some COD fans might rip me to shreds for saying this, but I, I, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like in Battlefield, it gives you more options to do, like if you want to, uh, oh, yeah. If you don't want to just run into a firefight in Battlefield, you can do that, you know, whereas in yeah. COD, like I jump in and I feel like I'm dead within five seconds, you know? Yeah. The, the game world or the game mechanics are far more dynamic in a Battlefield game. Like <laughs> Battlefield, you might even struggle to find enemies to be because, but yeah. you do you can play support roles. You can do engineer or anti air or all sorts like there was even a commander mode in um battlefield 3 where you didn't actually get involved in the battlefield and help the team out i don't know never bothered using it but yeah, yeah there's it's definitely a lot more dynamic whereas cod is all a lot about running and gunning not really much about support but yeah well, okay no, fair enough absolutely i just it's good to get a, a variety of opinions hoggy have you tried it have you tried the beta yeah, I really have not played multiplayer COD since God, like probably Call of Duty 2. I just don't like their multiplayer. I mm-hmm. played every campaign except for Vanguard. Uh, I didn't bother with it. Um, when it comes to Game Pass, maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh, and for Modern Warfare 2, <laughs> I remember it pretty. Uh, the campaign being pretty good. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to buy it now with the ABK thing. I'm just going to wait it out 
because uh, to me it's just a single player campaign right so i'm not doing the, uh, the multiplayer thing so i don't really care um i just still like the halo one i know it, it doesn't seem to work all the time but when it does it's just magic i love it uh, we played it today ilp crew shout out to them they were uh, doing hosting a, a game thing and it was halo and uh, we jumped in for hours to play halo it, and it's so much fun uh so you that, play a lot of custom up. games though don't you that's why it's a lot of fun yeah that's exactly it we did custom games and uh yeah it was great and uh so that that i i still play that um battlefield i have played uh some of that as well i've actually played that online um so if 2042 is is better that's and if it does come to game pass soon that that might be something i i uh, i'll try out at least uh i did give yeah. that beta a shot right well, not the beta the early access you get like the 10 hours or something like that um oh, it yeah. seemed a little off but it was still somewhat fun but it did seem yeah. a little off at the beginning i don't know if they, they must have fixed all those things now but uh but yeah if it's if it's good i'll try that one but yeah halo I'll try it it, i'm still playing halo i hope they fix all the stupid annoying things matchmaking bugs and all that it would just be even custom games people are dropping out and coming like god damn it if they could just oh, fix yeah. these things right it's just so good that game is so good the game loops they'll, so awesome. they'll get there eventually yeah. whether or not they'll it's hold so on annoying. to the relevant yeah it is it is it's it's been we've said it to death already it's really quite frustrating but there's a great game there yep. uh beyond those problems now this is slightly diversion topic but it's sh- not shocking but very surprising Sean Layden, ex-PlayStation CEO, has joined the enemy. No, it's not the enemy, but a lot of people don't look fondly to likes of Tencent. Sean Layden has joining Tencent to divide their strategy, market strategy, or whatever it is, and I find that very interesting. Not only because he... I like the guy. I do like the guy. And Phil Spencer congratulated him. So thank you for joining the enemy. Um, uh, someone asked me, why don't people like Tencent? I don't know who asked me that. And I was like, uh, it's maybe the Chi- really it's the Chinese link, really, isn't it? And as I would like to be overtly political here, but yes, fine. Links to the CCP will raise some eyebrows, but no country squeaky clean. Um, in this race, but this still, I find it interesting because Sean Layden is someone who's quite vocally humanitarian. He's quite, I think left leaning, I would say, Sean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that you are. And, uh, joining Tencent is hypocritical on his part, not because of the human rights angle of it. Although that's quite blatantly obvious. He needs to reconcile his strong, feelings at least on social media with the giant he's joining ccp and tencent have shown that they are in together there you i made a video on tencent and and ubisoft at one point and they made a game called clap with xi jinping i mean if that is say a lot and there's a lot more to it than that then it's a bit freaking dodgy no uh but the bit that i find really hypocritical from um sean Layden is the fact that tencent are on at the forefront forefront of consolidation consolidating in this space and because he's so sean Layden still has that sony bias because he worked there which is fair enough he was vocally against uh, consolidation he said and this is where his position is untenable if he meet well 
let's let me let me read you the quotes there because it seems like a massive massive uh point of hypocrisy he says consolidation is the enemy of diversity it takes a lot of plain pieces off the table as they grow into larger conglomerates and how how many larger conglomerates conglomerates are there than Tencent arguably the biggest gaming company out there that's modus operandi is to swallow up everything this buying and mass is still buying we saw it in the news spending ridiculous amounts so the Sean Layden will be abundantly aware that his own mouth has walked him into a position where people will ask any journalist what their soul sits down with Sean Layden, who would have to confront him on this. Asa, you are a journalist worth your salt, right? Um, what do you think of Sean Layden joining Tencent in light of his statements on human rights and consolidation? In this I, I've got him on the phone right now. No, um... <laughs> Do you know the the most interesting thing I've seen about Tencent? I don't like to speak on things that I, I don't know a lot about, and I don't know a lot about Tencent. Um, but I saw on yeah, Twitter it was um, Jeff Grubb was saying that Tencent have, in a quite unusual turn of events, been allowed to publish a game in China. Day to day, ordinarily, they are not allowed to publish games in China. Hmm. So all of their links with with the Chinese Communist Party and all the rest of it aren't necessarily that strong. I don't know how much influence mm. there is there. I don't know what Tencent want besides lots of money, and I don't know that we're any worse off with, with them acquiring stakes in so many companies than than anybody else in the industry. So I, mm. Sean has said the things that he's said, and I don't think he's necessarily contradicting himself or being hypocritical by joining up with them. Hopefully he's um, he's obviously had some important conversations with them. I don't think he, would, he doesn't need to work there. So there must be yeah. something that's inspiring him to go and have those conversations. So hopefully it's all positive and we'll see some good things about it. And no punty, I'm not cynical. I'm the most positive person sitting in the world today. <laughs> Josh, you tell me about Tencent and Sean Layden, the likable guy. Maybe that's why he's there to put a nice face, maybe to you know, dispel all these wrong... Uh, he's a strategic advisor for them, so it's not like his PR role, but perhaps he has... What What do you say? What does this mean for Tencent and it, us? It will be interesting to see if he is a forward-facing PR figure from here on out for Tencent, because I do think that is one of the problems they have, is Tencent is just this faceless blob mm. that, you know, similar to like Embracer Group. I saw someone mention them in the chat, like... Who who is Tencent? I have no idea other than they're a big Chinese company and they have their they own a lot more than just video game companies. They're a, they're just massive, but you know, when you learn kind of what they do own, you, when you go down the list like they own I think a good portion of like Riot Games for example and stuff yes. that uh, people may not know about. But so yeah, and and Sean Layden if they're looking for someone who is likable and knowledgeable and has uh kind of he didn't really write the ship for Sony cuz they had they had gotten past their PS3 phase when Sean Layden took over, but he did steer them through the PS4 generation. And like, no one can argue that uh, that didn't go amazingly well for Sony. So he knows what he's doing. People liked him. I remember he took over from, for people who don't remember, for Jack. Jack Trenton was the guy for Sony who was awesome. I loved him. 
And yeah. then Sean Layden came in and I'm like, who's this guy? He wears a blazer. He doesn't look kind of as, as likable as Jack Trent was, but he, he won me over. And uh, so I will be interested to see if he can be that guy for 10 cent, but it doesn't. It, yeah. I think they just said he's a strategic advisor. I, I don't know. Um, maybe we never really see or hear much from him and he's just literally telling them what he thinks they should do. But um, I'm kind of, I am a little cynical about this that maybe 10 cent is just look. So um, when uh, I heard this, I can't take credit for this. I heard this on a different podcast. Someone compared it to when, GameStop hired Reggie Fizeme as their uh, to be on their <laughs> board, and it's just like this looks good. Everybody likes Reggie. Let's have him on the board. And I feel like this is kind of a similar thing. Uh, yeah, that's a good, good kind of you know comparison there. I think yeah. that's we we need to know what a strategic advisor does. Like it seems like a quite a senior position. And to to lead to you, um, Hoggy, he says, "I'm delighted that I've recently joined Tencent Games as a strategic advisor. In this new role, I hope to advise, assist, and support the team at Tencent as they." deepen their activities that sounds ominous and commitments within the industry to which i'm devoted uh i've devoted the majority of my career we are this is the uh, fanciful wording and marketing spiel all alluding to something more considerable maybe 10 cents entering the console market we are at an epoch defining moment in gaming and interactive entertainment why what is this epoch defining moment there are many possible roads ahead but only a few are profound broadening inclusive edifying inspiring and or sustainable only a few are sustainable or edifying and profound and there's elite i'm thrilled to continue this journey of discovery and thank tencent for the opportunity all broad like non-speak or is this alluding to something else? Was he just excited he got a fat job and a paycheck? What's your take on this, sir? Well, look, so being, you know, that he was head of Sony, that gives him a lot of contacts, okay? So he, he knows all the major players, right? And Tencent has been trying to play within all of them, right? They want a stake yeah. in pretty much everything. Yeah. So this is a good way to get that. Right, because he's yeah. got them on on his cell phone. Right, uh, he has the head of everybody on his cell phone. Right, so this is going to give them the access. Right, that's what they're looking for. Um, sure, I'm sure he gets a paycheck, obviously, but I think that's what they're looking at. As far as a defining time, the defining time is moving to cloud, and Tencent happens to be a cloud provider. Right, so it's it's not like it's not something they would be looking at as well to say how do we have that technology? Right, Microsoft's building up a lot of technology in the gaming arena for cloud, uh, and it's not just you know putting games out for people to play. It's the whole thing. How do you make a game? How do you uh, you know create a game that's hybrid cloud? You know all that stuff that they're building in the background. Right, all that stuff they'll want to stack like that. Right, they'll be competitors to that, and and that's what they're looking to do. They they see that like many big companies. Right, they see that and they have the funds to do it. Right. Yeah. Plus the backing of a whole country because they literally are owned by China. Right. So and that would be something they would want to expand into. Uh, mm. Their reach is, is far reaching. They own Riot. Right. So and they have stakes in so many of the big publishers. And this is really just to get even more tendrils into many of the gaming arena. Tendrils. That's, that's the way I see it right there. They're trying <laughs> to be everywhere. Um, now, 
if if there weren't you were asking why is it bad right if yeah. this weren't tied to the country and they were independent like all the other ones in fact i would love this this is great for the industry because you got a big company that's not going to take away games from anybody right their intent is to have games that just make profit right so they yeah. want to have more games played by more people so in fact if they went and said okay we're buying ea right and it has no impact on the game <laughs> development process it's actually a good thing, right? That means that they will just leave those games as, as wide as possible. They would want them on every p- potential platform, right? And they would just make the games that people would buy. And, that, and that's a yeah. good thing. Unfortunately, that's not where we are. And that's what, what's really disappointing about it, right? So Absolutely. if it wasn't for that tie, this would be fantastic, right? Go do that. That's great, right? Block, uh, you know, Nintendo or Microsoft or, or Sony from taking away Ubisoft or something like that, which they just did, right? They just did that, right? So that's fine, right? And, and if they're doing that for other ones that's great but uh you know that that tie that they they have done weird things where they've kind of pushed you know the china narrative on things and that may change what the game is right and that that's disappointing that's the part you want to be careful about right so absolutely uh yeah yeah i mean that's kind of where it is i see this is they're, they're trying to get somebody that has all the industry relationships right and you, you can't get better than sony because they really did have everybody right everybody wants to be on, on playstation right so he, yeah. he's got those contacts so i think that's what this is about but what but that's just my thought just like you were saying that's an interesting those, uh, angle actually i didn't Red, consider Reggie Fillamay, right like it's a name cool gamestop i think it was the one that, that brought him on the board yeah right is can he do something to spark some interest in our, our brand cool i don't know if it worked or not but <laughs> <laughs> He's got I, uphill tasks because already yeah. people have negative connotations, rightly or wrongly. We yeah. it'll be interesting yeah. to see how he fares with that. Darth Greed, thank you so much for the five dollar super chat. Goes keep up the good work, guys. Thank you very much for the super chat. Um, before uh, Sean Layden was congratulated by Phil Spencer, and he well, why he's got plus. Um, though you know it's not like it's you cannot touch this. By the way, Halo topic. So, no, no. Good news, maybe. Interesting news. Certain Affinity has te- teased a major project. We knew about this um, a while ago, but now it's kind of out in the wild and confirmed. Major Halo project with a, the studio's largest product project with a close up to 100 developers are working on it. And most likely it's going to be Project Tatanka, which will be Battle Royale. Halo, <laughs> you guys, so many people mocked Halo doesn't need to do Battle Royale. Who was right? And I, they said Halo should do better. Absolutely should do better. Who's a, who's a, who has been right about everything Halo? It's me, right, Asa? Yes, it is me. Don't you say anything Not on otherwise. on this one, Gaz. They can't cope with their multiplayer and campaign. How the hell would they cope with Battle Royale so far? Hey, would you really want them to split <laughs> it even studio. further? I know, but you're saying I was right. They should have had Battle Royale at launch. Not for me. They should have done what they've done <laughs> not better. this studio. They're a bit incompetent. <laughs> but yeah, generally, like, well, not certain feet. I'm talking about 343. But the I just idea saw you running away of... and get a little, little bit overexcitable and pleased with yourself. So I just thought, I'm going to say no. I'm just going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. Okay, fine. Now, whether or not the 343 could have served Battle Royale, it's now obviously Halo is looking towards Battle Royale, which could be the shock to bring the people back in to Halo. Uh, well, well, I think this is kind of like pushing a crowd that is not indifferent to Halo anyway, to bringing them back. And Project Sanka is being led apparently that we've heard some um again these are rumors but the way this game is devised it's not your typical battle royale game where you're kind of 
at the behest of the RNG gods, and you you basically it's like Halo, typical Halo, but you have those game modes here, like you'll like I don't know, King of the Hill. In this large map, you'll have game mode, King of the Hill. If you succeed, you get a weapon loadout. That way, you enhance your weapon loadout from successfully completing these mini modes. Then you go ahead and perhaps kill everyone. I don't know what that is. But that's a form of very reliable source that's been shared on social media. That's what you should expect. So people thinking um, that this will be your kind of typical battle royale. Uh, maybe you might think otherwise. You're not going to get that. Although, which I think there's... Well, they're doing Battle Royale in some way, shape, or form I'm excited for. But Halo, is, to me, in my opinion, was built for Battle Royale. Big blood gulch, massive map. It's all there for it to be amazing. Josh, you're not the biggest Halo fan, You've, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, what do you think, though, about Tatanka? Uh, what do you think about the prospect of a Battle Royale and Halo? Would that be something that would interest you? Just at a like a surface level, uh, not knowing the details of what the like battle royale mode, how it's going to differ from others. Uh, yeah, it actually does interest mm. me. Um, I recently like randomly got in. I think I mentioned this last time I was on the show. Randomly got into Fortnite not too long ago, and I'm like, same. This is yeah. This is like a, a multiplayer shooter I can actually play and enjoy. And uh, uh, you know say what you will about Fortnite, but like it is fun and it's a lot of fun so with that experience behind me also knowing that i loved the campaign gameplay of halo infinite um yeah this interests me way more than these other game modes that i know people love but you know i heard asa mentioned like big team battle like i don't like stuff like that doesn't really interest me uh but mm -hmm. if if this were to come out and uh people were to like it and it gave you know halo a shot in the arm yeah i would i would check it out i mean it's not going to cost me anything i already have game pass so why not yeah, yeah i'll check it that's out a good point absolutely you know that's, that's the thing that you're that crowd that might actually come in that was typically didn't really care for the to traditional Halo experience. A lot of core Halo fans will look at this, but a lot of new people will as well. This is why you had Dr. Disrespect, although he has been a core Halo fan. He did say, look, if you don't have Battle Royale, this will die. A lot of people made fun of him for that, and yeah. it looks like he was right. But maybe he wasn't for the exact reasons. We don't know about deeper topic there. But Huggy! And I see Colt in the chat. He goes, Gaz and I've been playing Fortnite, and it's sad that Battle Royale wasn't ready for Halo Infinite. Well, it's sad, Colt, that a lot of things weren't ready for Halo Infinite. Battle Royale is something they're now trying. When they did say, we will not do Battle Royale, do you remember that? Hoggy, yeah. they were like, oh, we're yeah, so proud. We don't need to copy Battle Royale. The only BR we will have is the Battle Rifle. I remember that, you <laughs> And now comes back to me. And yep. wow, egg in the face again. Three four three, Bonnie Ross. What's going on? Well, she's gone. Uh, three four three. But I'm excited for this. I'm excited for the prospect of Battle Royale. Whether or not it's going to be the, up to the quality mark, I don't know, or be as fully fleshed out of Battle Royale, I don't know. But what do you think, sir, about Battle Royale? And so I mean, infinity. It, it's Halo. I will try it. What the hell, right? Why not? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I try all the stuff they put out, so why not? I'll, I'll give it a, sh a shot. Um, give it a I shot. <laughs> well, I'll give it a I, I don't like Battle Royale that much, right? But 
what I've tried Fortnite a couple of games and I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. I don't care. It's, it's yeah. boring to me. But yeah. uh, I will try this. Um, I like the uh, so the thing with battle royale to me is like it's 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 very focused on everybody else being eliminated instead of having like team deathmatch where it's a lot more fun team on team and yeah to me that's that's more entertaining um but if fair enough it's it's worth trying out i'll give it a shot but uh it's not something i'm overly looking forward to however from a game perspective right from a, th- yeah. a, a halo infinite perspective i think it will help it right so uh having that mode available it will it will give it exposure to people who like that mode right um yeah. so for those who want to play it it being there and hopefully it is done properly and they don't release it early because uh, they don't need to right they have plenty of other games fix it yeah. right Th- this point it's really fix it right you, we everybody's acknowledged that there's problems even they've acknowledged it their management's acknowledged it fix it right come out with the right thing at the right time now we don't need stupid things right oh we, we put put this in and it, it needs another six months before it really is fixed and ready to go. no no give it to me when it's done don't bother putting it out when it's not done because this is what we keep getting from them right so yeah do it properly if it takes two years fine take take two years and get it done right and put it out um and in the interim i would love to have some maps uh <laughs> anything else <laughs> what's interesting is right they they change their leadership i guess it's going to take them a few weeks to sort of solidify what is their new direction right they came up with the roadmap microsoft said no this sucks this isn't good enough we're changing the management that must mean that they're looking for something right Uh, so let's see what that means i hope that means that there's going to be some new announcements hopefully by the end of the year of look we understand major failures this is what we're doing whether it's continue with halo infinite do something different well, you know, if we're continuing with Halo Infinite, this is what we're going to do. Uh, this is how we're going to make it right, right? So uh, whatever that is, they need to come up with something. But yeah, I, I think it's great for the game. I think the battle royale coming in, coming in, is great for the game. Uh, yeah, I just absolutely. I'm not overly excited for it, but I'll try it. What the heck? I'll try it. Yeah, let's see how they do. Certain Affinity, this is the biggest project, obviously. A lot of riding on it. And Certain Affinity want to make a name for them, really, truly, in delivering a very popular battle royale. But the Halo universe would put them center stage they get to claim Halo starts seeing a revival as a result of their efforts in the multiplayer space. Could be massive. No Way Out. Yes, also Deathloop came out this week on Game Pass. A lot of people are enjoying it. Um, And one gentleman actually covered it quite extensively. Josh! Yeah. You've played Deathloop. Now Xbox gamers are playing it. Just briefly, for people who haven't, what would you say? Man, Deathloop like is uh, awesome. Anything so Arcane, one of the most innovative development studios out there. It's a shame their games haven't gotten uh, a wider reach, but Deathloop is unlike anything I've ever played. Like the 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 way that the game, the story, the levels all tie together. I have no idea how they pulled it off. It's really just a fascinating game to play. Like if you're interested in level design at all, you have to play uh death loop uh just this like time loop mechanic it's got these like four levels that um each level has four different times of day and every time you go to that level at a different time of day different things are happening people are doing stuff and you can like i mean the one example that everybody pointed out when the game came out um stop me if i'm getting taking too long on this but i love it um like there's these like guys that are digging a hole uh, like they're digging a ditch in the morning you run across them and like then later in the day You'll go there and they'll be finished with the dish and that's a shortcut. But if you kill them in the morning, 
then later in the day, that level, you won't be able to take that shortcut. And it's just like, that's just one small piece of how what you do in the game will influence what you do later in the game. And uh, anyway, I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody, but I... No, but I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I started on PC, kind of fell away from it because it does require... It was one of those games I think you just need to sit down and carry on playing Deathloop and nothing else because I never returned to it. But what you're saying to me sounds really good. And I know Colt's been playing it and he's been enjoying it. A lot of people are like, yo, man, this game is actually really good because there was a sentiment that this has been a bit overrated and... uh, so I, I, I kind of shared that. I'm like, is it initially that there's nothing like that? But it it was. It's like it. So I don't think it's a ten out of ten, but it's a nine point yeah. five out of ten. You know, like okay. it, I think high. that I do think that it might have gotten a little bit of a bump be, from certain outlets because, like, Dishonored two, ten out of ten game, but it just didn't get the credit it I think deserved, and I think a lot of people share that sentiment. So when Deathloop came out. I think there was this sentiment that, like, here's Arcane's shot to make it on the biggest of stages, even though it was a PlayStation exclusive. And I'm just speculating here, but I think maybe some reviewers said, you know, it's a 10 out of 10. But there were technical issues with that game when it launched. And uh, um, anyways. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, more people get to play. You said a lot, you know, it's a shame a lot of people didn't perhaps yeah. get to play it, but with Game Pass, they do. And that's where um, a lot of people will get, hopefully, and we don't get the numbers, but it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm definitely, I'm going to play it on Xbox now and I'm trying to work through my backlog. Uh, before I do that, I'm going to lead to Acer, who said, play Spider-Man in here. Spider-Man is overrated as hell. And on that note, Acer, what do you think of Deathloop? <laughs> I have only played a couple of hours of Death. I actually I paid money for it. I got it on the PC when it came out a year ago. Same. Um, Same. It is obviously on Game Pass and PlayStation Plus now, so nobody needs to pay extra money for it if you want to go and play it. It's got masses of style that hits you in the face when you start it up. Masses like it's it's just a game that is well designed in that sense. So give it a go and see if you like it. Absolutely, it's on a subscription service. If you haven't got one already, then you know. Maybe don't give it a go. I don't know, but it's there. Play it, play it, try it. It's a fun game. I haven't got anywhere with it yet. I've only done like one loop through and not really learned all of the mechanics to to see if I'm going to enjoy it again. There was too much to play when that came out last year. Um, it is on yeah. my list. I will play it again. Um, uh, Halo, yeah, by the way, just just to, to slightly death loop back to that one. Um, you mentioned it being a battle royale, <laughs> but you also mentioned that your reliable leaker has said that you do like. A domination type game mode that leads into something else that leads into something else which kind of contradicts it being a battle royale whatsoever surely so i'm curious about that personally yeah. i don't like battle royale very much so if they're going a different direction for something large scale that's actually fun i'd be happy but like hagi if it if it turns out to be battle royale sure why not i'll give it a quick blast and then remember that i don't like battle royale games and go back to something else <laughs> Go back to big team and maybe with six maps. Um, but Hoggy, you've been saying Deathloop, Deathloop, Deathloop. Have you been playing Deathloop? No, I uh, the <laughs> games that are leaving, I try to play those first, right? So, uh, there's oh, a yeah, couple of games that are leaving, so I wanted to get those. So, AI, the Somnium Files, uh, and is it Astria Ascending? Is that the other one that's going? One that's of those, long. um. Yeah, I know, I know. Both of them are long, and so it's I'm trying to like get either. through. <laughs> yeah, the, so 
I like AI the Somnium Files. That one's been pretty good. I haven't started the other one, so uh, but we'll see, right? I might not like it to your point. But no, I haven't started Deathloop. Um, I will try to get to it. As, this is the problem with the backlog with Game Pass. There's so much to play, yeah. right? The, the cool thing with Deathloop is I don't have to worry about it ever leaving because it's Microsoft, so it's going to be there permanently. So I will get to it when I get to it. It's those yeah. games that are leaving. I'm like, I want to get to this so that I can I can That's try it point. out. That's the point. Yeah. Right. And if it's a, if if I want to keep playing it, I'll just buy it. But you know, as long as it, you have a chance i want to try the game and and so that's what it uh you know comes out so that's what i've been playing uh, along with halo i've been playing halo um but yeah it looks good the, the thing that's interesting to me about this is uh it, it exemplifies yet another one of sony's um requirements for cod right so they're saying it's inadequate this is one of the problems i don't know if you guys noticed this but there's a clause that says if sony is giving you money you cannot have it look better on a competing platform so the xbox that's version... technical parity though that one the jury's out on what that means there's an open to interpretation that same technical res, par- slightly higher frame rate no. right mm-hmm. so that's not what the clause is <laughs> yeah but no no i'm saying that's what happened right same right oh, that loop that's what a lot of people say that's what same a lot res, of people say i don't agree rate. with that, take. that, that is. The, and mm. and this is not going to happen with cod right the agreement that uh, phil sent didn't say oh yeah it's going to have the exact same resolution on the xbox as it is on your crappy box uh <laughs> this is your fault no, oh, Eastwood. this is your fault <laughs> So, so anyway. <laughs> I mean, they have the, they have the clause, right? It, it is what it is, and you notice it happens with games where where Sony does marketing. It's the same res. Okay. It's always okay, okay. the same. I res. have to say, I have so, to interject this really quickly. So, this clause is almost exactly the same as Microsoft's clause, and it does say where possible like if the hardware isn't as good it's absolutely fine. You, you they're not going to hold back the resolution, the frame rate, or any technical effects from any other platform. They're just saying if the PlayStation 5 can deliver it, then you have to. So Deathloop, if Microsoft wanted to go like, I don't know, ray trace reflections in there, and they're saying like, we can't deliver this on the PlayStation. No, they have ray trace shadows at the moment. But if they wanted to add more, which is why I say the reflections, they could do that on Xbox if the Xbox could deliver it and the PlayStation couldn't. The term, like the the writing is clear. What makes you think that they can though? Go on, go on, guys. All that because I looked at the wording, technical parity, and it says in brackets, say for any material technical limitations. And the way the wording is employed, I I agree with you, it's fake. But with legalese, but like that, you cannot look at that, interpret that literally. I don't think that's the case, Hoggy. I have to disagree with you. Show me the game where it doesn't happen that way. And and I'll tell you the opposite. You say Xbox puts that in the Xbox One generation, every game had higher quality on the uh, playstation than it did on the xbox one so they did well, not enforce that in any way it was absolutely the case well, 900p technically... 700p no. 800p versus 1080p it was always that way right <laughs> so the reverse they've allowed it the, the other way show me the game which show games me the does this a... game sony game that does not have exactly the same frame rate it's, uh, sorry resolution it's actually not even just a marketing agreement this is the publishing agreement on both sides the xbox have the same in the basic publishing agreement it's not a marketing agreement fair enough if you can show me the game that doesn't do that right show, show you me want the game. me to show it's... you a single game that is better on the xbox than it is on the playstation because there are many there are many Okay. That was this marketed is, is, by PlayStation. We'll agree to I mean, disagree about, again. Carry on. What about FPS boost that uh, Microsoft uh, implemented yep. on? I mean, 
wouldn't that make those games look better on Xbox? No, not look. Run better. What's right? the difference? They have making frame rate. That they've been doing. They can't have different res. They can't Show me the Sony marketed game that does not have the same res on Xbox. Whereas you just said it, Asa, if it's not marketed by Sony, they do have higher res on Xbox. So in order to disprove your theory, we need to show you a game that's previously marketed by Sony that is on the Xbox that runs at a better resolution on Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Well, well we don't want to do that right now, but I think <laughs> that definitely that will could, be so. Yeah. The I'm pretty confident. I'm not a very technical person, <laughs> but the, the parameters are set. Let's do it. This is what we do. We find <laughs> out the truth here. Um, on it. Maybe interesting if we can't, Halgi. In which case, we'll say, all right, Halgi, you were right. It's interesting. <laughs> they were right. Parity clause exists. Some research is needed on that point. It's I'm good to think about that. Even Absolutely. Think of the last non exclusive game that was marketed heavily by Sony. I know there have been many. I mean, oh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Is Ball that running better with higher resolution on Xbox? Maybe it is. Can you tell me? I can't say the start of the show. Well, so, no, I uh, would have to just let that be on latency. But yeah. as far as Arcane, though, I, I agree. Arcane is awesome. I, I, I tend to like most of the games they put out. So uh, I'm sure Deathloop's going to be good. It's also why I like I, the idea of Redfall. I'm sure it's going to be good as well. Uh, I think it'll it'll be a good game. I tend to like what they're putting out, though. So that it depends on if you like that game, to, game style. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dot Greed with a $5 super chat leads us to our. Final topic is I know Hoggy is going to get saucy on this one, and so am oh I. $5 super chat from Dark Green. Thank you. Because every time Jim Ryan comments on the acquisition, a unicorn dies in forest fire somewhere in the world. Nice. And I know what he means by the unicorn, but these words were uttered not by uh, Jim Ryan, but by the CEO of Microsoft itself. Satya Nadella is telling not Sony, the regulators. If you want competition, let us have competition. Now, what he's there's more to it than that. I mean, I say there's more to it. There wasn't that much, but ultimately, this comes about as a result of uh, Satya Nadella commenting on the CMA and no doubt the FCA looking into this big dollar deal. And he says, look, uh, where is it? It's here. He says... A lot of people say, and obviously he's going to say this, so just bear in mind, he is the CEO of Microsoft. It's in their interest this deal goes through. But it does seem like common sense. And if you disagree, let me know in chat. He says, of course, any acquisition of this size will go through scrutiny, albeit now more than ever because of the FCA, um, FTC, sorry. But we feel very, very confident that we'll come out. Um, and... He, this point, that really set everyone off. And I fully, fully, being the expert that I am, actually agree with him. And even if I wasn't an expert, I think I would agree with him. I know I would agree with him. It's all about competition. And he cited that Microsoft is number four, which is funny because Apple is beating it. Apple that does nothing in the space except charge you 30% commission, doesn't funnel back game development into the space and build its own first parties and market and do all the things that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo do is third in this place. And Microsoft's still fourth. Embarrassing note for Xbox? I think so. But 
He says, look, we're not even, we're not even number three. We're number number four or number five, if the way you look at uh, the the way you look at it. And the number one player, Sony, has made several recent acquisitions. So if this is about competition, let us have competition. And I love that. I love that because he's absolutely spot on, isn't he, Acer? This is all about competition. Microsoft should get ABK. They should get caught exclusively. Sony can suck his this, uh, You know, I really don't care about this topic. <laughs> Activision Blizzard King, like, just put timestamps on this video. Put timestamps on this video that cover the topics so that everybody that doesn't want to hear about Activision Blizzard King until it's done, they can have whatever moment we are now, like two hours into the show, whatever it is, until like June next year. Just skip this bit. Timestamps done. He's saying things. He's Microsoft CEO. He's confident. Of course he is. I've got nothing to say on it. What's your rationale on the competition side? Don't you think it, it, it is striking I the think competition? I think he's probably playing i think his intent here is to make sure that the focus is on competition with sony rather than the areas that are more contentious because i think he's absolutely right wow. they can be confident that um that the the sony console space argument about competition microsoft are on safe ground there so if they can keep all of the attention onto that particular area of contention then they'll sail through and if they start looking at other competitors elsewhere it might be a bit harder so yeah yeah absolutely but Josh, come on, man. I haven't talked to you about this here. Look, Sony, does PlayStation desperately need Call of Duty to survive? Why would it not be good for the industry if Call of Duty finally became exclusive so PlayStation actually has to try in the first-person space? Leading question, I know, but I am a piece <laughs> of ass. <laughs> Don't talk to me. What's your take on this? This thing is hotting up. You've got Microsoft and you've got Sony going at it. Competition. It's all about competition. Surely this is good for it, us. It is. Yeah, I do agree with his comments that it is about competition. I don't think my personal take is even though Microsoft is a gigantic company and Xbox is, you know, a huge player in uh, gaming, obviously, I still think that if they get Activision Blizzard, it's I don't think that they're like a monopoly. Uh, I don't think that they're a threat to the industry uh, or the health of the industry. I think... To his point and to the point of competition, I think that the ball is now in PlayStation's court. Like, you're probably going to lose. Well, I think that there's a likelihood that sometime in the future they'll lose exclusive or they'll lose Call of Duty. I do think that, you know, we should take Microsoft at their word that three years out, my, uh, Call of Duty will still be on PlayStation. Yeah, that's, yeah. but if they lose it altogether, that's a lot of money that they're losing. That's the best-selling game in the world year in, year out, every year. So and on yes, the platform, yeah. Yeah, so the, yes, they will lose a lot of money. But it's like, man, every time Jim Ryan opens his mouth, it's like, stop whining. And I heard someone out there <laughs> say, like, just compete, you know, just give your customers an offer they can't refuse, which is yeah. what, you know, Game Pass is for Xbox uh, uh, players, I feel. So yeah, just... Stop talking. Come up with something that is going to um, uh, be of value to your players, and let's see where things shake out. I, I do think that that's the position that Sony is going to find themselves in, whether they like it or not. They're going to have to figure out something, and you know they're they're 
they've done it before. They they can do it. Um, they whether have. they can come, whether they can make a first person shooter that will compete with Call of Duty, I have my doubts about that. Um, I think that what's more likely to happen before that is Call of Duty is going to um, eventually. Like nothing lasts forever. All good things come to an end, that whole thing. Call of Duty eventually won't be the biggest game in the world. And I think it's more just going to be because people burn out on it um, eventually. What, when that happens, I don't know. But yeah, so I agree. I don't know if I've... Uh... That's my point about the burnout. Well, you see, nothing is solidified. On top of the marketing deal, you get Sony, for some reason, Microsoft is allowing, is being charitable and giving them three years of multi-platformness beyond this deal and then they still get it so hoggy aren't they just buying time isn't this jim ryan buying time so they can then desperately try and do something they sat on their asses off uh for ages like uh and counter-striker is having a personal crisis about this deal in chat says you guys are saying that call of duty can produce a seismic paradigm shift in the industry not playstation guys uh well well, he says anyway but like yeah Look, there already are at least a dozen, if not like 20 games that have more players than Call of Duty. That already exists. There are games that are bigger than Call of Duty, substantially bigger, right? If you look at something like even Fortnite, that's just slightly bigger. There are games that are double, triple the number of users than Call of Duty, right? They already exist. It totally discounts that that world exists, that that Call of Duty is the only game. Let's take another thing that has happened. Vin Sempella, the guy who basically made Call of Duty, right, left you know Activision because he wasn't allowed to make anything but Call of Duty, right? So he went to EA. What did he do? Made Titanfall. Then he made Apex Legends, which, by the way, is one of those games that is bigger than Call of Duty. Then made Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. He's now heading up what's happening with Battlefield. Okay, do you think Battlefield is going to be anything less than what he expected? Come on, that, that is going to be a big juggernaut pretty soon. You're already yeah. seeing the results of it. The game is good, right? You were having fun with the game. The next one is going to be under his direction, okay? We're not the even giving the G. chance to EA to compete with that, and that is going to come, and it's going to happen, right? So Battlefield could be a very good competitor to Call of Duty, right? Because Vincent Pella, the guy who made Call of Duty what it is, is now making that game. He's the one directing that game, right? That's so a hugely exciting yeah. Don't discount yeah. that, right? And his other game is still kicking butt. Apex is still up there. It's still there, and it's still a big, big game, right? So the assumptions Apex that is. Sony makes is just it's ludicrous. And to your point, right, the fact that Call of Duty, it's going to fizzle. It already has. They're remastering old games. They're remastering games they made in the early 2000s. This, this is what they're doing now, okay? Yeah. Because they don't have anything else. They've gotten out of ideas. They're just done with... So this formula is slowing down as it is. Next year, they're not making a Call of Duty, right? Because they don't have anything. That's the problem, right? This yeah. has been running day, you know, year after year after year. Just think of Assassin's Creed. They did that too. And eventually, you just burn out. You just you can't make enough new stuff. And you need time to say, let's create something new, give it three or four years, right? And that's where Call of Duty is going to morph to. We're going to have the same thing as Apex and everything else. As Warzone is going to be the Call of Duty, and that's going to yeah. be the thing that continues. And then there'll be these chunky campaigns, maybe three, four years out, right? The, there'll be some disparity in, in, in the instead of annual. It's going to be every two, three, four years, right? That's okay, right? And it may be the same thing that the developers that are there today are like, I don't want to do this anymore. Can I make something else? And look, if Microsoft buys them, the answer to them, to, you know, they've been saying to studios, make what you want, right? So 
if that happens, you know, they're giving them the five years. You're locked in because Sony said so. Fine. And then after that, they may just let go and say, but so as far as the competition, this is baloney, right? Sony is just posturing. They're already the top dog by like double everybody else. So stop. You, you can't play these stupid games. You have massive, disgusting market share everywhere, right? Yeah. You, you have so much market power that you raise your prices everywhere except the one market where you have parity, which is the yeah. US. So don't tell me you aren't just posturing. It's a bunch of crap, right? Yeah. And, and Microsoft has every right, in, including Nintendo or Tencent or anybody else, to come in and say, we're going to disrupt the top dog. That's what you Absolutely. want. That's what you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. Right? That's so, the disruption. Yeah, you're exactly. spot on. Yeah. So, so what he's saying is totally right. That's exactly what, what should be happening. The, the, the underdog's coming in saying, I want to play in this game. I'm going to compete to my best. With Microsoft, that best is a massive wallet. I'm buying the best thing. It's just the way it is, right? Sony does it by locking things down and whatever. They do that all the time, right? I'm going to lock this game. We're not going to have that game on Xbox for five years or whatever. They do their thing, right? Microsoft says, fine, keep doing that. I'm just going to go buy the publisher. Now you can't lock it down. Um, (laughs) It just is what it is, right? So fine, you keep playing your games. I'm going to play my game. I have a big checkbook. Right. And, and that's the way it is. So fine. That's the way they're going to compete. And what, what really pisses off uh, Sony is that it's going to make game pass work. Right. It's going to tell them game pass can have massive triple a games day and date that everybody wants to play and it works. You can't tell me it doesn't work. Right. Their model is I want to charge 70 bucks. I want you to pay $10, $20 upgrade fees. You know, all this stuff that they want to do. Fine. Fair enough. That's your model. That's what you're going to market with. And people can see the contrast. Do you want to pay uh, $50 extra for your console because they decided two years later to make it more expensive? Or do you want to pay less because they're going to actually discount the ones on the other side? Right? Yeah. Your choice. Right? And that's, that's the beauty of the market. So it is absolutely about competition. This is beautiful. They're finally coming to the table. I hope Nintendo comes in with a new console that can also play all the AAA games. And suddenly you got a real three-way you know, race going, right? So that people can choose whatever platform they like. And it's not yeah. just Sony. That's basically where we are today. I want to play exactly. like a Call of Duty. Most of the planet, you're playing it on PlayStation. That's the, yeah. that's the answer, right? Whereas now it's going to be, hey, you have the option. You can go buy this $250 thing, $300 thing, pay five bucks with family share. You've got access to that game. Go play whatever you want. play five bucks on loan and play on your phone, although not ideal, but you can still have the choice. Exactly. Try it out. Is it for you? You know, and then you can go, you know, console if you want or keep playing on your your TV or your phone or whatever you like. Play wherever you are, right? So Mm -hmm. it's a different model, granted, and that's the thing. So it's scaring Sony the top. This is always what happens, right? The top dog always wants to protect its territory. I I understand that, right? So that's where we are, and that's fine. So... it just signifies the fact that Microsoft isn't sitting around. Th- this is just a very small snippet of what they've already told the regulators. Hey, this is what these jer- jerks are doing. They have exact receipts. That's what I want them to do, which they will. They have Deathloop and Ghostwire. Here's the contracts. This is what they told them. This is what they made us do. Right? Here you go. Right? This is what they, they do. They will the have sight of those contracts, I'm sure. Obviously, they're having they have now they acquired the them. Yeah. Right? They have the Although some things will be precluded from it and maybe perhaps in the for confidentiality's sake they'll be redacted, but they will have those contracts and they'll have the evidence. Not for government consumption, right? So from, from when you're going to the regulatory agency, everything's mm-hmm. in play. Here you go. This is what they do, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So they, they have the benefit of these contracts. They've got it now. And then they can, if Microsoft, and I'm sure they do, I'm sure they have the appetite, especially after Jim Ryan start crying and 
tried to throw Phil Spencer under the bus for making yep. this statement publicly, even though he has to address regulators somehow and the masses somehow. Um, so, yeah, you're spot on there. And I don't think... They, why is... Call of Duty is a force, yes. But the gaming industry is a lot more than Call of Duty. Exactly. Someone in chat said what games are better, but there are a lot in terms of numbers, in terms of mindshare. Just the industry in the first-person space is a lot more than Call of Duty. And if you... This is the thing that will change it. Um, Major Glory, thank you so much for the $5 Super Chat. Let's be honest. Sony will lose Call of Duty no, when not when the contract ends, but the moment it goes into Game Pass, he thinks that's just going to be the the major shift. If anything, yeah, Acer, uh, just to bring it back to you on this, it's isn't this... Not, I would say last ditch attempt, but this is a seventy billion dollar play. Lots at stake. But the best play for Game Pass, surely that that's where the stakes are. Like if this can't make a dent in Game Pass for the masses, for the masses, 25, 30 million is enough. Then isn't that a gamble? I had one person asking me a question about virtual reality, which I found more interesting than that whole topic. So I don't really know what we're talking about. <laughs> And if you wonder why I've tried, I tried, chat. I tried. Um, but, okay, Josh, look, 25 million or whatever is announced of Game Pass subs, Xbox desperately needs to get Game Pass in the eyes of the masses, and it's not there because they're marketing Japan, they're marketing mobile, but the numbers are still positive, comparative, comparably they're, they're slapping PlayStation around as far as subscription services concerned. But... Don't you think this is a do you think this is a gamble with uh COD? If COD for so, do you think COD will make a difference in Game Pass subscriptions? Well, I will say if anything can, it's Call of Duty, I think. Um yeah. you know, and to the point of it like being the biggest game in the world or whatever, that's more in terms of, you know, copies sold uh and not player base, I guess. You know, it's all yeah. it always tops the charts, but um so by virtue of that, yeah, I think like if, if there's one game that could potentially move the needle, it is Call of Duty. Um, I do think that if there are any like to the person in the chat who said that the the um, PlayStation, the benefit of Call of Duty on PlayStation will end when it hits Game Pass. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that have a PlayStation and don't have Game Pass, so they'll still play Call of Duty on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do think that it'll, you know, I think, so here's my thing. A lot of people say Game Pass isn't making money. You know, there it's, uh, Microsoft is just pouring all of their money into, or a lot of money, not all of it, but a lot of money into Game Pass and they're losing money. Mm. Clearly, Microsoft has a strategy where at some point, if it's not already making money, at some point, Game Pass will become profitable for them. I would have to think, or at least they have a strategy for that. Microsoft knows how to make money, you know, yeah. they, they're huge. And so I would think that this is part of that strategy. Um, and that's, yeah, that's I, I think a lot of people think that Microsoft don't know what they're doing. They're saying there's, a, there's an element you could say it's a gamble, but it's a strategy that yeah. can or cannot pay off. 70 billion, though, marks Xbox going in unquestionably. There is yeah. no doubt, there should be no doubt in the, anyone's mind Microsoft is taking seriously. 
because they yeah. can't you can't have the luxury of forgetting about their strategy when they've put in more money as a company than they ever have in this deal so yeah. i think that's a great point i think colin moriarty would disagree with you but i <laughs> have faith in you destroying him well, dorian another... gray thank you sorry no, go go ahead. Ahead. no you go i was just going to read the super chat but if you wanted to cut well to i was just going to say i think another like don't even though it was a fraction of the cost don't overlook the bethesda acquisition like yeah, that's also going to move the needle. Like in the next five years, you're going to have Starfield, uh, Elder Scrolls Six, which is going to be massive. I mean, these games that mm. Doom, any any Doom game that ever comes out, that's a great like, point. These games are going to be exclusive, and I think that's more going to potentially, as a as a whole, move the needle than potentially Call of Duty if Call of Duty does stay on PlayStation. Well, even if it stays on PlayStation and it comes to Game Pass, you're absolutely right there. We don't look at it. We look at it in isolation, but your spot, Xbox, gets Call of Duty on Game Pass, gets Starfield on Game Pass, gets Fable on Game Pass, gets freaking Elder Scrolls on Game Pass. You'd be stupid to not subscribe to Game Pass at that point. Because even the most hardcore fanboys would have to say... PlayStation fanboys that they have a very peculiar taste that means that they don't like any of these games. They don't like Fable, they don't like Elder Scrolls, they don't like Call of Duty, they don't like saving money, they don't like Fable, they don't like anything. <laughs> Hellblade, they don't like that either. Mm, hey, you, uh, thanks for reminding me that this is, and this deal isn't all about Call of Duty. You've got Diablo in there as well. You've got a whole legacy of other games in there. Overwatch is obviously free Game to play, but then PC. you've got yeah, yeah some PC. Yeah, like it's it's, it's insane. Um, Dorian Gray, thank you so much for the five dollar super chat. Can't I can't understand how Riot created a popular tactical shooter and an entire esports scene in two years with Valorant and Sony can't. A great point. Great point. And they can. Riot, when they came out to announce that they were making this game, right? Who League of Legends fame. So this is what they're gonna go for. Tactical shooter, low latencies with their super servers. Their servers are actually pretty good. Um, and whatever. They did this tactical and they did it. And they did it with beautifully. Sony studios are held by a lot of their fans, including myself, as some of the best studios out there, their first party studios. Why cannot they deliver a first party? multiplayer first person or whatever person game they can they can they just failed before and it gave up and relied on the single player games huggy you look like you're about to say something uh, to that point of riot games sony could have done the same thing microsoft did microsoft put those games in game pass they're coming oh, yeah. next year so league of legends Val yeah. those are in game pass right and sony could have easily said we're launching our new service and it has this but they didn't Right. They could have walked out over them and say, what will it take for you to put these games on PlayStation? Right. Yeah. Write the check. Get. They could have done that. They didn't. Right. They didn't. They didn't have the foresight it's, it's to on them. It's on them. They don't have to make a game. They don't have to. They could yeah. do the same thing with any of those big games that are out there. Microsoft, on the other hand, has walked over to those big games. Roblox. They've got Crossfire that turned out tor terrible for them. But Crossfire is still a 500 million plus player per month game. Right, it's just that ridiculous. the multiplayer, yeah. Right, yeah. so and you can just keep going. Korea. Right, they went after all those PUBG. That's still a huge game, right? Stuff like that. They went after it. Sony could have done the same bloody thing. They don't. They just ignored it because Call of Duty was giving them the money, and then yep. they didn't look at where the industry is. You know, instead Microsoft said, "Where is everybody going? Let's that's see what it. those games are, and let's start going and talking to those people and see however many deals we can make." Right. 
it's up to, to Sony to now compete with that and say, okay, cool. We're going to go get like the, the other three that are big. Let's go get them. Do it. Sony, there's nothing stopping you from doing it. Go do it. Well, they haven't. And you're absolutely right. This is where a lot of narratives from last gen were destroyed and simultaneously a lot of narratives from the Xbox side were reaffirmed and confirmed to be the right way because Sony didn't angle their business the right way. They relied on single player. They didn't. They sat back and relied on Call of Duty for their multiplayer fix for their market. And now they're like, you're taking away our purse strings. To which I say, sorry, but Xbox does deserve Call of Duty because Xbox did care about multiplayer. Xbox pushed multiplayer to consoles. You didn't do that. Call That's of Duty why was made on Xbox on yeah. 360. That's oh, 360 where gen, remember Call made. of Duty 2? What was it? That was it. That was yep. on Xbox. It was a launch that... title, and that was the annual release thing that started, and it was yeah. all marketed with Xbox. They partnered to make that happen. So Absolutely. That, was, that was because of Xbox. Another exactly. Another interesting point is like a lot of people are saying, you know, Microsoft is has the advantage because they pour all of their money into um, Game Pass. Now, Microsoft is a bigger, more valuable, richer company than Sony, no doubt. But yeah. I wonder how much Sony paid Activision to have the marketing rights to Call of Duty back when they did. That had to have been a massive check, like massive. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Sony does that write these checks quite often, not just with Activision, has done it with multiple studios. So it does pay a, a fair share. So perhaps it saves money that way. Now I can have money at something else. But yeah, and let's not true. forget they do own, like Destiny is now a first-party PlayStation IP. I'd be curious to know by revenue how, how big Destiny is compared to Call of Duty. I, I, I'm sure That's it's That's a smaller. good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Obviously, I don't think it'll be that as high as Call of Duty, but Destiny is very lucrative. Um, and why they bought Destiny, I've said it again, why they bought Bungie is to play catch-up. Sony has been caught with its pants down and is now trying to desperately buy time to shuffle that back up and get ready to enter into the multiplayer space. That's where the competition becomes interesting. So yeah. Sony, make Bungie PlayStation exclusive only. Just do it. Just do it. Competition. Make it PlayStation exclusive. If Bungie care for it, they said they want to be independent. Shut up, Bungie. Just do what Sony want you to do. Um, Alvin, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Hoggy with the machine gun sleeve of bullets over his shoulder, firing facts downrange. Hoggy was charged. I knew he was charged on this topic. Of course. Why wouldn't we be? Because that's all we're talking about. Um, and I hope one day we can stop talking about it when it comes through and when the source video is already in the works for when it does go through. It's just, you wait, just wait. That'll be the best source video you'll see. Um, and so, well, we'll talk about source in a bit. Let's see, Wobby you. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Why does Xbox need ABK? Need? Or mostly King Mobile Division? Is their first party studio and live service not enough? And Bethesda not enough? Xbox doesn't need ABK. Unless it wants to, you could argue that Xbox wants to do mobile well, and King will give them that. But the first, their first party studio is more than enough. They definitely don't need ABK. But I will say this, Mr. C. Wabiu, Activision need Microsoft because yeah. Diablo delayed 
staff retention going everywhere. It suffered as a result of there and we Bobby Kotick at the helm. And there is a question of whether or not Bobby Kotick will stay. The correct position is by the masses agree that he needs to go. Um, but Activision need Microsoft or a player that can actually help them start writing their ship for ages. Activision Blizzard, Blizzard, ask the PC community. They're saying Blizzard have been a mess for ages. Yeah. So that could help potentially Water Warcraft. That will help Diablo. It will help Overwatch 2, which has had development hell. You could speak see, to some um, developers in this space who hate Bobby Kotick, who when they the deal got announced, they said, get rid of him. You're the reason Overwatch 2 was pretty much free to play now. It's because they kept making them work on Overwatch 1, Bobby's mandate, apparently. So there's a lot there. Call of Duty is going to be biannual, or it's not going to be annual. Microsoft have already announced that before the deal's even confirmed. Their intention not to make Call of Duty an annual affair. Great news for Call of Duty. The game, when you do give it breathing space, Call of Duty and its talented devs, they obviously hires the best of the best, will, del will deliver incredible games. Microsoft's already doing the right move. Forget this annualization of COD. Let's give you quality. Give them breathing space. And then there you go. So don't see it as Microsoft needing Call of Duty. The opp opportunity arose for ABK. They took it. And if they didn't take it, if this whole thing with Embrace of uh, swallowing Square Enix is Western Studios and Crystal Dynamics, it would have been Microsoft. So why not Tencent buy ABK? Maybe they did. Do you know how quickly they bought the ABK? The, the in very quick succession based on what Phil Spencer is saying when the offer was made or we don't know exactly when it was on the table you can bet your ass Microsoft said boom done for a 70 billion dollar deal that deal or was offer was offer was accepted very quickly and Phil Spencer alludes to that Yes. The big players in the space. Is it June yet? Can we move on? <laughs> well, if we move on, we end the show. So you're <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks to Acer, we will have to say our goodbyes. I've got to talk about this for a while, but perhaps we'll save it for another day. Yeah, you Acer. Next week you. we talk I'll about mute ABK your ass. Again. Gaz can only talk if I let him. When I've had enough of ABK, Gaz will be silenced. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, look, I understand also people like, look, it's getting a bit old already. We want to see yeah. some progress here, but the FTC still haven't sunk their teeth into it. So let's see um, what happens here. And there's Bit Cloud. He goes, cut this fraud, Gaz's mic, Asa. It's your show now. Um, and yes, it is. As he says, goodbye. <laughs> so goodbye. Um, before we do say goodbye, thank you, everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for listening to us rant about this deal. We love this thing. We love it. We love the drama apart from Acer. We love it. Um, but thank you so much. Speed smash that like button. It really does help us out loud if you enjoy the chat. Before we go, we need to give the gents the chance to say goodbye. Josh, as always, a shining star that graces us with his rays of goodness. Thank you so much. I hope you had a great time, man. And yes, 
Oh, we need to have you on more often. It's been over a month and a half since we had it, and I miss you always. Oh man, um, no, thanks for thanks for having me. I think I, I mean I think that's like the fifth time I've been on, which feels like a lot to me. So, but yeah, anytime you want to have me back, I am more than happy to come and chat video games. Um, and uh, yeah, for uh, anybody who uh, hasn't seen me before, I'm Quest Mode uh, on YouTube, and uh, I post. Uh, a lot of previews. Uh, there's a Starfield preview that's live on my channel. It's the last video I posted. So if that interests you, check it out. I also have, uh, as uh, Gaz was alluding to earlier, when Deathloop came out, I posted a, like my top tips for uh, getting by in Deathloop. So if you're playing it and you need some uh, kind of beginner tips anyway, uh, yeah, check that out. It's on my channel as well. So anyways, enough of the plugs. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to come on and chat video games with you. Fine gentlemen. Absolutely. Do check out the Deathloop. He goes into mad detail. Some of the videos are like 40, 45 minutes, but the Deathloop one is really good. I know Colt was struggling. So top 10 tips. <laughs> check out Questmo. Thank you, Isla, you lovely human being, for linking that in the chat. Hoggy, how are you, man? I, I, I love your beaming smile. I love the sauce that you bring in that shirt. Oh, that hoodie suits you well. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good uh yeah it's uh interesting times we've had a few weeks now of shows and all sorts of drama with <laughs> with phil and and jim and now satya good. this is great stuff um yeah it's uh it's been good and uh hopefully we can get uh, a lot more games coming out soon uh and we'll start uh getting all the fall releases and and start playing mm. right Absolutely. so uh, so yeah good good stuff uh and thanks for coming josh uh yeah Nice First time with you, I think. I don't think we've uh, been together before. It is indeed. So, yeah, yeah. nice chatting <laughs> with you as well. You get to be graced by Hoggy's sexual beard. It, is... <laughs> <laughs> it makes Jason oh, Ronald jealous. Um, <laughs> I, I see you in the chat, Abe. Um, hey, sir, what's in store for you, you mister? I don't care about ABK. I love VR, even though VR is shit. And Spider, by the way, Spider-Man, I'm sorry, I'm playing it. You gave me hell for it. It's a good game. I think Spider-Man's overrated. I'm sorry, BitCloud and Blaze in the chat. I think beyond its sexy traversal and really good visuals and good story, there are some shit points in this game. <laughs> and on that point, Asa... What's in store for Um, I'm not playing these <laughs> these old four-year-old games that you're trying to get stuck into at the moment. I'm playing loads of new stuff. I've moved all of my streaming over from Twitch to YouTube because um, the streaming software had a nice little update that lets me play with HDR. So all of the colors are beautiful. Even my face, it looks so much more beautiful than it does here. It's not true. My <laughs> face looks worse, but the games look pretty good. So... I don't know. I'm playing lots of stuff on there. I do my Thursday show. I'll be here again next week, not talking about Activision Blizzard. If all of the executives could just shut the fuck up so that we don't have to go through this again, <laughs> I will count this week as a win. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I doubt that will happen. I expect some more sauce, but let's see. Um, <laughs> Cole Eastwood, Spider-Man is not better than God of War 2018. And you shut the hell up. God of War shits on Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, I'm semi-enjoying it, but mm, I'll play Miles Morales as I'm well. I'm going to really quickly, for you, guys, for you guys, just Spider-Man. Yeah. Insomniac are not very good at side quests. I will give you that. If you're straying off the beaten path oh. of the story, the side quests are not particularly good. The core story and the gameplay throughout that, and through Miles Morales... 
It's better than the Spider-Man films. So enjoy the story. Ignore the stealth missions. Ignore the side quests. Ignore the don't, stealth missions. Don't so collect the pigeons. Have you finished it yet? Or? And it's a good game. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm playing through right right now. Okay. The stealth okay. missions are also part of the core story. There are the most horrendous basic stealth missions from th three gens old. How do you like this game? That's what's gonna, like, 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 like knowing my opinion of stealth, and those are like <laughs> get caught and reset stealth, like the worst kind of stealth, really, really bad. And I still love that game. So just yeah. go through to the That's end good, and you'll, you'll take some good out of it. Promise. <laughs> I, I will do. I will say there's the combat, the Batman combat that they copied. It's just, I don't find it as, as a, so I just want to talk about this point. Sorry, Ace, I know that you were supposed to wrap up the show. Ghost of Tsushima, I, you don't like the combat in that. But do you prefer Spider-Man's combat? I did, I, I've oh, never sorry. said that I dislike Ghost of Tsushima's combat. I've just said that it's the same as every other game, which isn't a bad okay. thing. Like it follows the Arkham style of combat. It's, it feels like every every game to play in. Spider-Man combat felt really good in 2018. It doesn't feel good going back to it after Miles Morales, which is a lot more responsive. So, okay, but Fair I, I never Miles disliked the combat in Ghost of Tsushima. I just didn't quite get where the separation is between that and Mad Max and Batman and Spider-Man and every other game that has that context-sensitive combat system that is well-polished and well-established now. I think the thing that that's a good question and something I considered, but I think the differentiator on ghosts that help elevate it are the things like the standoffs, like it feeds, it was implemented well into the samurai setting. It, it's, when every time I did a, uh, a showdown on ghosts, I wanted to literally just make it as cinematic as possible. The whole triangle is a basic time QTE mechanic, essentially. But then that goes into the Batman mechanics. I always find it just has a flair, which some people might say Spider-Man has. But then even with, like, with the shitty this thing, I, I wipe away my blade at the end, wash the blood, clean the blade all the blood off it and skirt <sighs> felt like a samurai and when i completed the game i was like oh i feel things and i barely <laughs> feel things in single player games but i felt things so ghost of tsushima in my opinion should be well it's sitting in the right meta i think 89 to 90 plus but i thought it was a beautiful game so um, I, and I'm i think as I, I agree with you in that the problem we run into with spider-man is the story is so known We've done this story trillions mm. of freaking times. You already know what's coming. Ghost of Tsushima yeah. was not something you knew. It was yeah. new to you, right? And, and so yeah, everything yeah. just felt fresh, right? Uh, so I, I don't think you're going to like Miles if you don't like the original. I, I, Ghost I, of Tsushima's 83 on Metacritic. Yeah. That's disgustingly low, in my opinion. 83? That it's is that way too Xbox low. Xbox biased sorry. media, Gaz. It's just, what's it going to do, eh? You just can't <laughs> fight that. I'm sorry, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet that. That is disgustingly low for the quality of that game, in my opinion. In my opinion, they'd be too harsh. Days Gone can suck my dick, Gogglepo, but this game... <laughs> it was really good. good. It's probably my favorite PlayStation game was Ghost. It, it's really good. The, and it's one of it the good. rare games. I don't give a shit about trophies, Hoggy. I don't give a shit about achievements. But this is the game I want 100%. It was so no good. No way. You're going to like chase all the foxes says, and do the haikus and all that crap. I, I hate that. And you, uh, I just, don't do it. 
I if you hate that. it, don't do I it. I hate that. And ranting Greek gamer says <laughs> is repetitive as fuck. It is repetitive as fuck. But and a lot of games are, and the game also has its problems with rudimentary basic AI, foxes, chimes, in the bath, haikus. Well, there are pointless elements there. But the game world is enough to suck me in and I feel like a protagonist and the music and just some scenes where you go in and the wind is blowing. By the way, greatest point about Ghost of Shima, minimal UI. I love that they've done that. Minimal UI. The wind the is your map. thing, that was so good. Yeah. The wind thing, yeah. that is such wind a great thing. game mechanic. And then I'm surprised it took this long for somebody to figure out, but exactly. man, that, they knocked it out of the park. That was so good. <laughs> they need to copy that. Other games copy yeah. what Studio Santa Monica did. They, they are just artisans in that. But also but copy Elden Ring, so copy. just make the wind go like fucking everywhere. Like whatever. Just copy <laughs> 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 that's true also another game i need to play um and finish because that game is really just daunting sorry chat i think sometimes i feel like we should be talking more about video games more than, than we do about the news sometimes but yeah let's see shout out to level one gaming in the chat i was on their show lovely crew i love those guys um i had a great time by the way chat, uh, again i'll say it again i said a boom show i did six shows in seven days my content got re re neglected. So the source people are looking for source. Please bear, break yourself, brace yourself. Filming it tomorrow and probably I'm aiming for it to be the best source video ever. Also, shout out to Jordan. I went to EGX today. I was on a property conference and I went there just as a the off chance. He was wearing the source merch and source hat. He's a member of the community. I never met him. It was amazing. And there was someone else walking around with the source show. Don't know who that is. It's so cool to see that. It's so cool to see that. So that just reinvigorated me. I want, the reason why the source video is taking so long, by the way, is not only am I doing other people's show, which I'm not doing anymore. I'm sorry. That's not me being a dick. But someone in the comments said, Gaz, you're not making enough source. Like, you stop breaking yourself on other people's channels. And I saw that there. Made me feel a certain way because it's true. I will make the source video and I want it to be the best source video ever. That's what I always do with my source video. So... Please brace yourselves. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the source delays. But please hit that like button. We have great dankness out in the chat. Shout out to Level 1 Gaming again. Ham Solo, I see you. Um, and it's Timmy. Everyone's so shady. Stop being messy. But you know, I love you all. Please take care. And I'll see you next time. I also love you, Counter-Strike. All right. Take care. Peace out.